don't suppose they uh, told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had up here during the winter of 1970? Well, a man named Charles Grady is the winter caretaker. And he came up here with his wife and two little girls, I think about eight and ten. From what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, killed his family with an axe. You can rest assured, Mr. Ullman, that's not going to happen with me. to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. I'm Mark C. Kelly. And I am Peter Coleman. And uh, we've got the Waffle On family. The, the, yeah. the, the family are yeah, joined the yeah. cow. We've got before our, we start there, why are we just pondering before you started to say hello? You look really deep in thought for about one second. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the, <laughs> there's a very good reason why. <laughs> yeah. Is because last the last couple of times that I've started off the show, you've criticised me, <laughs> nay moaned at me. For my lacklustre kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, thought. It's really, and then really, you've yeah, just yeah. done the lacklustre one. Yeah, like, like a You should be you should be yeah. happy and celebrating. And why are we celebrating? Ten years, isn't it? Ten years, mate. Anniversary <laughs> show. Ten years, man! Ten ten years! Ten years! Ten! Ten years! Ten years! Whee! <laughs> There's much rejoicing. <laughs> Yes, yeah, 2009 we started with, uh, uh, well, 
uh, we deleted an episode, which was, I think, as we mentioned on the last show, uh, by Patrick McGowan, because he passed away. And as, he, uh, as strange coincidence, yeah. uh, today is Patrick McGowan's birthday. Oh, great. I know. Awesome. I mean, he's dead, so I mean, you can't celebrate him. He wouldn't like that. No, 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 no. definitely against that, I remember. I think he would be. He's against <laughs> a lot of things, I think, but there you go. Uh, yeah, so welcome to the show. Ten-year anniversary. Uh, it has gone bloody quick. It has, isn't it? When it's scary, really. Well, it's like, if, if we did, like we talked about in the last podcast, it's almost like you name all the podcasts we, you've ever done. How many you can do off the top of your head? No, I, well, I can't remember anything from this last week. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I mean, there's nothing. And you know, with my love style, it's not good for memory. <laughs> so, let's be honest about it. On the whole, we can't remember anything. No. I reckon I could do 10. And how many have we done? You were saying it's about. No idea. Oh, no, I, don't I have no idea. Well, I mean. Do I, you know, Pete? <laughs> No, I think, <laughs> no yeah, yeah. I think we've done well. Statistically, we've done over a hundred because ten years, twelve, one a month. So you know, a hundred podcasts. Yeah, well, I mean, really, it should be a hundred and twenty, but because we like dick about and like yeah. we didn't do one last month, which was actually the anniversary month. Yeah. Um, and I have no idea why we didn't do it. Why didn't we do it? I think it was just, was I ill? No, I was going to say, it's because we got live, but it really ain't that. That ain't really any. I'm just tired. <laughs> it's getting really old. Getting we, was old. Th- we was 35 when we started this podcast. Yeah. Now, I did a quick, uh, I did a quick mooch about and, uh, of what was going on in 2009, so the year 2009, of cinema related. Matt Smith was announced as the new Doctor. Yeah. Uh, the takeover of David Tennant. Obama became the president. Oh. That was aired live by the BBC. Yeah. Carol Thatcher was axed from the one show from referring to a tennis player as a gollywog uh, backstage. <laughs> I find that funny. Heavy uh, days, oh, we have come. Heavy days. <laughs> Thank goodness all of that nastiness is Yeah, it's, it's all gone now, isn't it? We're in a little bit calm world. <laughs> Uh, an all-black only episode of EastEnders was uh, released. Was it? Yeah. Black sister. Black sister, yeah. Um, <laughs> Comic Relief, uh, 2009, D-Day, Mamma Mia sketch. Strange enough, uh, this Friday's it? one was uh, a Mamma Mia sketch. Oh, because the thing I come out, oh yes, the BBC was fined £150,000 for the uh, Russell Brand and Jonathan Ross phone scandal. Uh, and I always said that I don't know it's an thing to say but it sort of killed Jonathan Ross that dude I don't think he's actually. ever been the same since no, he's too I think safe he, now he's safe, safe. By, his own, by his own means yeah 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 mm-hmm. but I think he was never the same after that anyway the 1000th edition of Deal or No Deal was aired oh, Red Dwarf Back to Earth came back Ooh. Yeah. and the South Bank show ended Graham Norton became the host of Eurovision that was 10 years ago that was 10 years ago and oh. popular films at the point was Dark Knight Taken whoever saw uh, Harry Potter and Arthur Prince and um, something else. So basically, the world's just got worse. Has really, isn't it? <laughs> so I'm honestly, yeah, yeah. really, it's got to be downhill if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although on a plus note, my daughter was born, so I must give that as an upload. Yeah, uh, I like you put that at the end. Yeah, that was yeah, a, yeah. a like That was an amendment at the end. Yeah, you you realise that? Oh, yeah, yeah. there was something good happening that year. What was yeah, it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a child. Had a child. And you got married within the ten years. Oh, yeah, shit like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you have <laughs> Correct. Good consistency, my Correct. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what I mean, out of for the past ten years, guys, what's what's been you think the most significant change in TV and cinema and general entertainment? Well, it's streaming, isn't it? Got to be. That's this this destroyed every well, not destroyed, reimagined uh, terrestrial TV. Mm. It has, isn't it? Where basically it's just like what's left, isn't it? Now all the yeah. good stuff, you know, is on Netflix. The BBC obsessed with trying to get to younger people, aren't they? We're going to get a younger network and all this, but that young people just stream music, TV. Mm. They're not going to watch terrestrial TV, mm. and it's the death of terrestrial TV. It's just become sort of a place for like middle class people to watch old people in mm. the past all go you know travelling around the world on a free holiday isn't it that's the modern thing isn't it TV's gone downhill I think it, I think it has and I think that there's the, the, the whole thing of um, it almost seems like the BBC just, does, just still doesn't want to admit 
the fact that uh-huh. they're being beaten. And so they've decided to yep. come up with this idea of having the BBC and ITV streaming service. And oh, look oh at this. what a bad we, idea, we, that well, Brit Box. Well, the Brit Box. I mean, the thing is, oh, yeah, well, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, you can watch for uh, an extra payment, should point out. We've already paid for it. We've already paid for it. Yeah. Uh, old episodes of Z Cars. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, you know, Just, but I mean, I, I'd rather see Brian Blessed now than Brian Blessed in the Z cars. Yeah. I'm 76. I won't be restricted. You follow your dream? There's no one like you. We've all got something that no one else has got. Follow your dream and don't let the bastards grind you down. Yeah! Um, if you want to watch Z cars, you can buy it for like 5 99 Yeah. It's not expensive. And is there anyone under about 50 who wants to watch Z cars? Realistically? No. no. There's, there's not, and they're obsessed with these things. Like they're saying, oh, we've got all the Doctor Who's on there. Well, well, Doctor Who fans have got all the Doctor Who's anyway. Yeah. Someone ain't going to buy it just on the happen chance. I know I'm going to pay this like eight pound a month, and then I might watch Doctor Who. You watch on the bloody telly. Mm. Really winds me up. But they're just stuck behind the times, and now they're like they're just like they, the new content they put on. What they need to do is have a look what's actually rating and streaming. But they don't. They make their own stuff, don't they? And then the moment that no one watches it, like well, so the ratings have died on BBC. Really, really bad. Well, they also they don't make. Their own stuff as well. I mean, uh, BBC started to go, and not TV. Actually, TV doesn't doesn't count because of that. It's, it's a commercial station. But you know, they when they used to make stuff in house, there was yeah. a bit more of a pride to it, a lot more to it. Now it's all out of house. Even BBC is not BBC. It's BBC Cardiff or BBC something, or another production with it, like you know, uh, Baby K Productions yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So you lose that kind of control over it. But, uh, yeah, there was that strange idea of moving to Manchester as well, the BBC did. Well, Let's move away from the hub of the entertainment world. Yeah. What? And then, all that happens is to spend, there was something like 10% of their budget is spent on transport, ferrying people to Manchester. Because, mm. <laughs> funny enough, most of the people live in London, don't they? Well, <laughs> funny that. And also, if you're going to get famous people come in to do a show or to do an interview or mm. to even film, they're not going to want to go to, no disrespect to Manchester. No, I don't know. It's, it's, it's London, be in isn't London. It? It's London, you know, and it's I mean, like, in America, it's New York, isn't it? They're mm. not going to move to bloody Cleveland, are they? No. Just to save themselves some money. <laughs> anyway, it's not a slag in the BBC podcast. That's what it used to be every, every Yeah, month, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because we pay for it. Well, I think that's it, yeah. You pay for it. We, we, well, you've got no choice. Yeah. Which, that's what irks me. It's a tax, isn't it? They won't yeah. say it, but it is a tax, it is a isn't tax. it? Yeah. It is a tax. It's an eyeball tax. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. yeah, that's true. No, I think you're right. The the decline of homemade programmes on the BBC and and on ITV, really, you know, where you don't have people like LWT and, no, and Granada no. with those big studios burping out really good stuff like Granada used to turn out Prime Suspect and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Mm. And, you know, Central had... What, yeah. is, what did Central do? Come on. They had... Uh, Crossroads. There we go. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Blockbusters. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Which apparently has come back. But yeah, it, it, you're right. It's it's main, meant the decline of home homemade TV, but it hasn't meant the decline of TVs. No, TVs are busier than they ever have been, the actual devices, mm. but you can just get so much more through them. Problem is that you don't know which to go for at the moment. Yeah. And now Apple's launching, you've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got... Um, now TV, you've got um, Amazon. Yeah. Disney doing one at night, Disney XD, that's the reckon's going to be massive. But, but that, I think yeah, that's limited like... to the content that it's going to have because, I mean, the, the, I mean, Netflix, I think, is most popular because it has such a wide range of yeah. subject hmm. matter. You've got documentaries, you've got their own TV programs, you've got reruns and stuff, you've got films and everything like that. Amazon, exactly what it says on the team. You can, whatever you can buy, you can also yeah. watch it. Disney is limited to Disney. 
So yeah. you are, I mean, because in their own virtue, like Marvel, they own the Marvel. Are, that's going to be the thing, isn't but it? The thing is that's that, going to be the thing. Like, like what you said earlier on, if you're into Marvel stuff, you will already own the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You already got it. You will already own Star Wars. So. You know, you, mm. you, and yeah, oh, we're going to produce a new, you know, Star Wars TV series. Well, not that many people are like, oh, really? Yeah. Do you mean? I've got on DVD anyway. I was reading about ne- next year, Netflix is spending $3 billion on original content. Mm. $3 billion. Fabulous. Now it's like, that is just insane amount of money, isn't it? Yeah. You're thinking, what, what? And if you're an actor now, it's the best time to be an actor. Yeah. Because there's so much to do, because they're mm. desperate for actors, because not enough actors to fill them, and that's why you see the same actors and everything. Brilliant. Let's pack it all in and become actors. Yeah. Let's become a trio. <laughs> and we can do that. Do, 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 do the sand, you know, that one, the sand dance. Or the balloons. Yeah. <laughs> not doing that fucking balloon one. It'd be a very, very tiny <laughs> balloon. <laughs> like, you know, when you, when you burp it, then you yeah. like, when it bust, then you just have a little bit like that. Be like, <laughs> Oh, oh, there you go. Uh, talking about size, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. competition. Ooh, it's right. our 10-year anniversary, so we're going to have a competition, yeah, yeah, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Highbrow uh, as well. It's, it's highbrow. High yeah. yeah. In fact, I'm going to slightly change it. I'm going to add Pete in this as well. Um, so the competition is, right, the combined height <laughs> of me, Cal, and Peter. Yeah, yeah. To the close... Yeah, no, yeah you're going to have to give me some leeway. Yeah, yeah. Put it this way. Pete's taller than me, and I'm taller than Cal. So, it's like a familiar sketch. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is a line. It is, yeah, it is, it is, it is yes. very much like the Frost yeah. Report. And there's the link yeah, yeah, to yeah, our yeah, very yeah, first yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. David Frost. I look down on him because I am upper class. I look up to him because he is upper class. But I look down on him because he is lower class. <laughs> I am middle class. <laughs> I know my place. <laughs> I look up to them both, but I don't look up to him as much as I look up to him. Because he has got innate breeding. I have got innate breeding, but I have not got any money. So sometimes I look up to him. I still look up to him, because although I have money, I am vulgar. But I'm not as vulgar as him, so I still look down on him. I know my place. <laughs> I look up to them both. But while I am poor, I am industrious, honest and trustworthy. Had I the inclination, I could look down on them. <laughs> but I don't. We all know our place, but what do we get out of it? I get a feeling of superiority over them. I get a feeling of inferiority from him. But a feeling of superiority over him. I get a pain in the back of my neck. <laughs> Those people who stayed with us from the beginning. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, so, should we talk about the, the main subject? Yeah, while we're here. Okay. <laughs> while we're here. That's nothing uh, better to do. And, uh, Peter, what are we talking about? Well, we had a discussion about what we would be talking about. What is, what is that? Oh, have you got a pigeon in your fireplace? I'm being talked to in the ether. <laughs> For a session now, I thought that yeah, I'm getting a shiny. Yeah, I'm having say. a shiny. I'm terribly sorry. There appears to be a pigeon up my chimney. You see, but that old Scatman Crothers over there is letting himself. Yeah, I guess that, that looks really weird. <laughs> I was like, 
What now that was, was that? for a moment where it was like, I don't to hear that. Was it made, if it's just me, I'll keep quiet. Well, I, I was, like you just said then, I was thinking, is that my stomach? I'm just giving you a flapjack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, biscuit of choice, ladies and gentlemen. Biscuit of choice today uh, is Hobnobs Peanut Butter Fudge Flavoured Flap Jack. Is that really a biscuit, oh. that? <laughs> is that a biscuit? Um, <laughs> I, well, um, yeah, because it's a Hobnob, isn't it? It's a sweet snack. Does it go hard when it's stale or does it go soft when it's stale? Because that's the difference oh. in a biscuit and a cake, I think isn't it? Flapjacks do go hard, though, don't because they? Because that's how Jaffa cakes don't pay tax, isn't it? Yeah, it is, actually. That's so, the point, yeah. Oh, so it is flapjack, flapjack yeah, cake, then? Might have to leave one out for the night. Uh, that's a waste of flapjack, don't we? This one is the It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Hey! Yeah, uh, you leave yours out there. We survive till the morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Peter, what are we talking about? Well... We originally set out to talk about the 1980 Stanley Kubrick film, The Shining. Mm. Um, and then, as we were lining up to, to record this, we then discovered that we'd all watched the documentary that yeah. supports it. Mm. Um, and it seemed like we were going to spend more, more, more yeah. time on that. <laughs> yeah. Which is, yeah, because it's, it's, a, it's an amazing film, which we should go into in great depth. Yeah. But it's spawned so many conspiracy theories, so many... Um, quests so many websites so many you know just ways in which you can take that theme and run with it in different directions um and it's all of those lead to you going back and watching the original again so it makes it even more compelling it's not i think it's like the the good side of fandom and the bad side of fandom in one documentary yeah that's what i thought about it and that's available on netflix because he phoned me up right (laughs) i in hated that. <laughs> he doesn't really like fan film theory and all that. He'd come into me, what was all that about then? What was all that about? So that's the point, isn't it? What is all that about? That's the bloody point. I, I had to watch it in parts because I got that animated <laughs> about it. I was like livid. Yeah. I was proper livid. Um, but before we do that, Kel, what do we do before we talk about these things? Play some sort of music.
main theme tune there that we're playing uh, of the film. Let's just talk about who did the film, because that would be a good start, wouldn't it? Um, it was directed, produced, and screenplay by Stanley Kubrick, yeah. uh, along with uh, Diane Johnson. Based upon the book by Stephen King of the same name, of course, The Shining. Um, it was released on May the 23rd, 1980 in the United States and October the 2nd, 1980 over here. It, the original premiere had a running time of 146 minutes. Yeah. Uh, me and Kel both owned the American version of 144 minutes and a lot of people in Europe will own the European version of 119 minutes. Kubrick always stated that he actually preferred the European version. I disagree. I yeah. think the American version yeah, 144 minutes is far superior. Sorry I told you, didn't I, when I was watching it, I only watched it for the first time on Friday. And I thought, oh, you know, when I saw loads of, I've got loads of different versions. Of, I've, got, I've got loads of, I've got like a Dawn of the Dead. I've got about five different versions with all this stuff put into it. And I thought, is it going to be like that? But it made it, to me, it made it flow better. Oh, yeah. And I didn't notice it was longer. So that's why I said, just, I've watched an hour and a half of this, I didn't even realise it. Yeah. I, I preferred that longer version. Maybe because I was really tired. And also, I think <laughs> well, as well, that if you watch it again, which you probably won't give it a bit of time, but then watch it again, you will still notice things that you've never noticed before. Well, you I've, were saying that, because that's in the first time I've saw it. I've watched that version now three or four times. Yeah. And what I did once, when I first got it, I watched that version, and then I watched the short version straight afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, that was a long afternoon. <laughs> um, and even then, it was like, I don't, I don't get, I don't, why, why have you done that? Why yeah. did you not like it? But again, it's his, it's his vision. Now, I always yeah, oh, say the director, it's up to them. They do it, don't they? You know, it's, it's, their, it's, their, it's, their, it's their vision. And it really is his film, isn't it? With Kubrick, Kubrick it is his bloody film. Yeah, that They are his films. Now, the budget of 19 million made 44.4 million. Now, Kubrick, uh, born 26th of July, 1928, passed away sadly March 7th, 1999. So, I mean, oh. that's gone so quick. Days. What, what would you say is his in your personal opinion, not not technical per opinion, but your personal opinion, is, is his favourite, your favourite film of Shining. Because I do like, like I said, I told you I watched his, one of his early films, The Killing, mm. and it's, bloody, it's a bloody amazing film. But if I was going to pick someone, a Kubrick film, I know people are going to say 2001, but I always think with 2001, if you, you know, like my wife would just fall asleep watching that, and I don't care about space. Yeah, I think with this, it's about people. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more, I don't know, it draws... I love 2001. I think it's a technical masterpiece. Yeah. And it's probably one of the deepest films ever made. And it's a beautiful print that you, I've got a beautiful And photo. when you're high, there's nothing <laughs> better than 2001. Yeah. True, because at the time it was like, everyone used to go and watch it in the cinema stone. Anyway, mm -hmm. but, but I said, if I was going to pick a film, it'd be that. Just because it's about people... And you know, maybe if it's not even that violent, that's the thing, isn't it? People no, think it's going to be though, really, really violent. Yeah. It's hardly anything in it. I just think it's a film, you know, a film about it could be a stage play. I think you could do the Shining stage play. I think it's possible. Obviously, you're not going to be able to do him getting lost in the maze of the house. <laughs> but three people, mm. three people stuck in a finger. Pete, you're right. I'm going to go with the majority and go 2001 again because it's uh, it was 50 years old mm. last year. Got a beautiful re-release. Mm. Yeah. Um, got a theatrical uh, showing once again. I went down to my favourite cinema, The Electric, in yeah. Birmingham and watched it. Oh, nice. Got front row seat for it. and yeah. just sat and just just from the first note, mm. which you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. To, the, to the last note.
absolutely spellbound because it's so rare you get to see something as clean and crisp like that so that mm. you can see every detail of the spaceship and the space station and was that was that a, descending. And what was the print you were watching was it a new was it a jazzed up one because you know they're working on a 4k transfer at the moment that's being done at the moment that year. which is only good if you've got a 4k if you've got a 4k <laughs> tv but um and it wasn't original it wasn't it was, was it clear was it a it nice was clear? it was crystal clear yeah it was absolutely brilliant and you know it was a, fa- a, wide, it was a fairly one yeah, version of yeah, it. yeah 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 packed house as well and spontaneous applause in the cinema as soon as it ended as well which I, don't was, I don't like that I love that I do I like interaction with the film I do like I said Pete the same thing I only saw Alien on the pictures the other week right when it was anniversary me and my wife went packed on a Saturday night when the thing come out everyone cheered in the opening it popped out so everyone cheered and I like that because it means you love it no it's like you no. all your life you've been holding that. But it's like yeah, no, I'm like, Yay. I no, 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 I like that. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I, I think like it's that. respectful. There's yeah. there's not been that many films I've I've sat in and you've got that uh, kind of response from the audience at the end. Mm. Yeah, I remember um, which is the film where Sean Connery turns up at the end. Is it? Um, oh, what? Um, t- not Time Man. It's um, oh, Robin Hood. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the nineteen ninety ninety one. You know, who's in Robin Hood. Isn't it? Uh, Prince of Thieves. Is that Prince of Thieves? That's not that. That's not. That's first night, isn't it? Where uh, Sean Connery. No, no, no. Sean Connery. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, he he turns up. The entire the entire cinema started applauding and whipping and hollering. It's like, hooray! Sean Connery. Yeah. That's an interesting fact, isn't it? That's, that's amazing. Mm. He was ill, though. He couldn't do it, but he was really ill. Yeah, and I think they also decided that it would have been too meta. Oh, it would have been amazing, though. It would have been amazing, but then... But then yeah, but the trouble is, though, that takes the... Yeah, it takes, it takes you out of it, it then. Like, I know, Bond, I know. Bond is the... Let's not get into a Bond conversation, no. but ultimately, Bond is what you want to watch yeah. on screen. And if Connery turns up, everyone just looks like, oh, that's Connery. Yeah, though. but it still would have been amazing, though, wouldn't it? It still would have been bloody brilliant, now, wouldn't oh, it? Yeah, it would have yeah, been yeah. amazing. Would have been Roger? Yeah. <laughs> Roger would have been... That would have been really funny. It would have been a different level with Roger, wouldn't yeah, it? Cocky, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's... I'm going to liken that, isn't it? What was the, uh, the... The remake of The Avengers... The Ray Fiennes ver- yeah. ver- version with the mm. the with the, flies in it. Yeah. With Sean Connery in it. Sean Connery in it. Uh, with Sean Connery in Sean it. Sean Connery in it. Dressed as a teddy bear. A teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> if ever you're going to knack her up, I'm yeah. not a massive fan of the Avengers anyway, but if you're going to fuck something up, that's why you do it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. But it did also have Patrick McNee in it for Metanus. Yeah. Yes, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, it did, didn't it? Mm. No. I've never saw it once, have you? I've never saw it. No, Fiennes, Ralph. Yeah, he's amazing as Steve. He's really good as Steve. And also, uh, Uma Thurman as, as Emma Peel was, was like very good. Well, I remember when Steve, when he had his set, everyone said he should be Bond, shouldn't they? Because people probably said Ralph Fine should have been Bond. Well, you know that he went yeah, for yeah. it. He went for the role. I didn't that. know that. Mm-hmm. He'd been perfect that um, he. He, uh, he was between him and Pierce Brosnan. So I saw an interview earlier. Why is he not Ralph? Because he's an actor. I he, like him, but he was on uh, Commodore and Mayo this week talking mm. about that White Knight. And I like him, but he's got no sense of humour. He's one of these people who's got no sense of humour. No. I like an actor who comes in and thinks, yeah, let's talk about other stuff than the film. That I, I was brought up on Parky, where people mm-hmm. come in and never talk about the films. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You know, they just want to talk about the films. It's like a business transaction. So I'll just talk about other stuff. But he's got nothing else to talk about because I don't know anything about Ralph Fiennes. I don't know anything that he does. 
No, Didn't... you're right though. It's 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 a shame that he's not spontaneously funny because he you know, he does look an awful lot like Leonard Rossiter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should pitch it to him. Create to pitch him in Rising Down. That would yeah. be fantastic. It would be the best version of Rising Down. But it's like, they've never got, and a lot of them haven't got any wit anymore. I was just no. thought being put like Richard Harris would be on there. He'd be like telling stories and doing poetry and. And never ever talk about yeah. what he's been, and I, I love that. That, but they're not like that. And I know because after the junkets now, and that never used to be a big thing. Yeah, junkets just, so, just I know kill kills you. Yeah, kills. Yeah. But I always thought, when you're a junket, you can have a right laugh because you just make stuff up. I'm just trying to think what my favourite film is. I'd probably, mm, I'd say The Shining now. When I was younger, oh no, yeah, that's why I'd say The Shining. Not always watch shot. No, I was going to say Clockwork Orange. Mm. I was really into Clockwork Orange. No, you know, I love that film, but it's just hard. But it's, 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 not, it's, I, it's still I can, a hardcore yeah, film. I can it? watch The Shining any time. In fact, I, I only had a, a member this other day that me and Woody wrote, uh, Woody, who's the person who uh, does our theme tune, wrote an uh, audio play called The Shining and the Corpse. And well, it's, it is on tape somewhere. Oh. I don't know where it is now. But I remember you used to have a picture drawn on your textbook. Didn't yeah, you? I, did, I remember yeah. that. As it, was, it was Basil Fawlty, the Castle Fawlty Towers, thrown into the world of The Shining. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Two things that meds love when he was a kid. Yeah, Fawlty Towers and The Shining. So I got it for The Shining. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Kubrick. So the other people in this, we're just we're not going to go for everybody because, uh, and then we'll get into the film and also Room Two Three Seven. So Jack Nicholson plays the main character of Jake Tom, Jack Thomas, born John Joseph Nicholson. Uh, April 22nd, 1937. So he's into his 80s now. And how old? So I was trying to work out how old so he was in. He's 44. Yeah. It's about how old then, realistically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he's been acting since 1953. So he's been going for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Shelley Duvall as Wendy Torrance. Uh, she was born uh, July the 7th, 1949. So she's heading towards uh, 70. Um, she's not doing too well. Uh, I haven't saw Shelley Duvall for ages. Yeah, she had a Because I asked Shelley to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in a real kind of way. Yeah. Um, Danny Lloyd played Danny Tallance. Uh He was born uh, in 1972. He's 46 years old now, same age as, uh, as us. He only was in, uh, really didn't do anything after this. Uh, he, he was active for nine I haven't saw him for ages, but I told you I watched the film. I, don't know if you, I watched the film last week, Peter. It's called Film Worker. It's about hmm. uh, Stanley Kubrick's assistant. Oh. It's about his life in film. And he was like, he's, it's amazing. And it, it interviews him, that Danny. And it's really weird. He looks really old now. But he looks exactly the same. Oh, really? going, yeah, it just looks like him. But honestly, it's an amazing little film. Anyone out there? It was made about three years ago. And he had, like he said, he was an actor in Barry Lyndon with him. And he, that had a bit of a brain mance without being sexual. Oh, right, yeah. And he just had him working on everything he did. And he's the one who works on all the transfers now. And he was talking about the forecast. It's a brilliant little film, but it doesn't show you how odd Stanley Kubrick is. Yeah. So when I said to you, my God, no way would you allow to be with like a director like that anymore. Nah, They'd never stand for it. Easily. You'd yeah. never stand for it. Phoning people up at four in the morning on Christmas Day because <laughs> of something wrong with the script. It's like, be like, stay out of my space now. You wouldn't be allowed to do it. Uh, yeah. One of my favourite actors, uh, Scatman Crothers, uh, plays Dick Halloran. Now, he was born Benjamin Sherman Crothers, May the 23rd, 1910, sadly passed away November 22nd, 1986, aged just uh, 76 now. He appeared in four films with Jack Nicholson, The King of Marvin Gardens, The Fortune, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and of course, The Shining. He had the uh, part of a fable-telling convict in the animated film Coonskin, 1975, you probably won't get that. Yeah, I don't think you're <laughs> uh, As a train porter in Silver Streak, uh, a liveryman in The Shootist, a ringmaster in Bronco Billy, a baseball coach in Zapped, 
and an angel in two of a kind. He became the first black person to appear regularly in a Los Angeles television show when he joined Dixie Showboat. And after the aristocrats in the 1970s, he's found his job as, of course, voice acting, most notably as... Hong Kong Fui. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Philip Stone played Delbert Grady. Note the name Delbert there. We'll come to that later on. Delbert Wilkins. He was born 14th April 1924, passed away 15th June 2003. He's also most well known for being uh, the father of Alex Delage in A Clockwork Orange. And finally, Joe Turkle plays Lloyd the Barman. Now, his most famous role was as Dr. Eldon Tyrell, the eccentric god figure in Blade Runner. Oh, there we go. Oh. So. And there was other people in it as well. That, I've uh, got to say that this is this is a fantastic cast. It's very difficult to oh, imagine. Yeah. You have all these films yeah. where you have the could have beens, just as we said with Sean Connery and yeah, Albert yeah. Finney. But it's very difficult to imagine anybody else Jack Nicholson inhabiting uh, 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 these roles. Yeah, and, he and is uh, Jack, isn't he? Uh, yeah, and He's around Jack. that time there were some amazing actors like that who were like good, great. You don't really get them character actors anymore. But you see, I can't, you know. Gene Hackman was an amazing actor. Can you imagine Gene Hackman doing it now? Well, Robert De Niro, amazing, one of the great. I still think he's the greatest ever actor, film actor. Could he have done it? No, get get walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Walking my play no. would have been a very different. <laughs> would have been a very different Jack, wouldn't it? Now, according to that, Nicholson was actually Kubrick's uh, first choice for the role of Torrance, but other actors considered, including oh, right. Robert De Niro. Yeah, it's got to be because it was a great event. But the reason why he claims he actually gave you knowledge, but the reason why he didn't get the job, the producer, was because he'd just done Taxi Driver, so he was too obvious of a person. Yeah. Who's oh, like, so yeah. he played one unhinged character uh, yeah, and then he yeah, goes yeah. straight into the next. Right. <laughs> Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah. Uh, it's not threatening enough. Not. Harrison Ford, be in mind that a lot of this was based for the Harrison book first. Ford. Harrison Ford, no. uh, all of whom met with Stephen King's disapproval. Uh, and he searched to find out actor to play Danny. Kubrick sent a husband and wife team, Leon and Kirsty Votel, to Chicago, Denver and Cincinnati to interview a pool of 5,000 boys wow. over a six-month period. Ooh, not <laughs> Can get away with that anymore, son. Yeah. <laughs> can get away with that anymore. <laughs> Me too. <Yeah. laughs> There's Michael Jackson there. Oh, oh, yeah. Allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I don't think it's allegedly. I don't think we need that. So yeah, after, say after that, that anymore. After that documentary, there will be no Michael Jackson. Well, there never was anyway. Um, so, look, what do you want, guys want to do? Do you want to talk about the uh, Route 237? We're going to go for the oh, film. I'm happy I, to do whatever, really. I, I, think, I think you need to give an enormous kudos to the to the colossal sense of menace mm. that starts from the opening five seconds never yeah. mind anything else it's yeah. just how do you yeah you, you get into that film and then you just you know it's it's just here we go we're going somewhere we're going somewhere different we're yeah. going somewhere isolated you know you're watching it from afar you're watching it from a third person's godlike point of view mm. um and straight away you're into it and it's one of these horror films which i'm um, I'm trying to work out. I don't think that there are any of the standard horror tropes. This is different. Now, see, I'd never well, think I of think it as a horror film. film. No, I think it's a thriller. It's a thriller. To me, the horror mm-hmm. is it, it's sort of secondary. I think it, it's, a, I don't know, it's even like a family it's drama. More, it's more of a thriller than. I mean, the thing is. has got horrific elements oh, in yeah, it. No, You've got to say that. It has, yeah, but I think it yeah. all depends on. The trouble is, is that if you're brought up upon uh, horror films like we were, you know, yeah. then I think this is... This I is haven't read the book. Have you read? Have you read, read the book? I've read the book. So I'd, like it. To I'd, know, like I'd like to read it because I was saying that, that I'm jumping before this. Have you saw the Stephen King miniseries you did of this? 
Because I, I really want to watch I, I it knew now. It, I, I knew of it, but because no, he made it, because he said because he will go in this late land which he hated yeah. this film. He really <laughs> did fucking hate this film, didn't he? Uh, I don't. I mean, he didn't. I don't know. But I think he ain't. I think he's warm to it now because Doctor Sleep comes out next year, doesn't it? Oh really? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think he's warm to it now, but mm. he hated it at the time, so he made his own version of it. Well, I'd love to see it. But it's not Jack Nicholson. Well, so you're always going to think, yeah, he's not as good as Jack I've Nicholson. I've seen it. Even if he is. I, I didn't like it, probably for that reason, the fact that it's... But the King's reasoning for not liking it. And actually, when you when you realise this and then you go and watch the film, it's start, you know, as you say, it starts off with the you know mm-hmm. the, the helicopter shot of the VW Beetle travelling down there. Now, the thing is, is the music adds the element of, of, of unease to that. If mm-hmm. you was to put the music of... Bam, 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 on that you've got a totally different film yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> music is a massive important film anyway isn't it but really from the very start of the, and this is really. where King has a problem with the film is that from the very start Nicholson looks like a pissed off bloke yeah but don't you think that's him looking at the actor Jack Nicholson and the character no, I'm no, not saying I think that's the problem with King. He's looking at Jack Nicholson well, I think, and not I looking think at I think it's Jack the character. Terrence. Terrence because there's the bit where he, he walks in and he asks the, the directions for where the office is, is and we'll go into more about the, how mm. strange the hotel is. And as soon as he sits there and he's talking about the death and that, and he goes, oh, I'm sure my wife will love it. Mm. And even that kind of eerie mm. kind of... And in the car, when they're travelling to the Overlook Hotel... He looks like a person who just, and I think I'm one of the commentaries that I listen to, because he, he literally almost looks like he hates his wife and his kid. He's annoyed when Danny turns around and says, this way, because see, it's all about cannibalism. He saw it on the television. You know, he acts pissed off virtually from the gecko, and that was what Stephen King's problem is. Now, because this is what, I mean, I watched this before I read the book, so I didn't really notice that. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, well, I didn't but it's not until someone says that to you, and then you go back and you watch it, and you're looking, you're looking at it because you're studying it, downside of doing these kind yeah. of podcasts you end up thinking actually straight away he kind of comes but across as well. and then it, but isn't that to do with the, I know we're going to talk about end of the line that you know you've always been here isn't it that's what that's all about you've that always is, been because yeah, that that's my interesting interpretation thing. of that line has he been drawn he's to always, the hotel that's him that's him he's held that back mm. and he come. this brings it out of him he's yeah. always been like that and that I, this is film he's open to interpretation so much isn't it because Kubrick yes. never talked about it, hardly ever talked about things he do. No. So that's a problem, and it, it's strong point at the same time. Mm. But to me, you know, I didn't find, I just thought, yeah, he's a bit, that's Jack Nicholson. Mm. You're just thinking of the actor, Jack Nicholson, because that's how he is. I've, in everything he's ever done, he's been like that, hasn't he? He's like that. I think that there's, you're right, there's there's a reason that they need to get away. There's, that there's a kind of, a yeah. fo- there's a forced situation in here. Which it, it kind of uh, subscribes to one of the great rules of sitcom, which comes back to your Faulty Towers idea. Yeah. One of the great founding premises of a sitcom is the sit of the situation yeah. is that people are trapped. Yeah. And you're kind of trapped in the sense that there probably weren't that many uh, people who applied for this job of winter caretaker at this place. Yeah. Um, so you know the the the, the guys who um, uh, Ullman and um, Bill Watson and and those guys. You know, they they don't have a lot of choice when it comes to the kind of person who's going to be taking the job. Yeah. But equally, it's an opportunity for Jack to get away because he says he wants the rest. He wants yeah. the relaxation. He mm. wants to be working on novel. He needs to get away. So him showing up and being agitated straight away 
even to the extent he's work, he's reading that copy of Playgirl in the lobby. Yeah, yeah. When well, they that, call yeah. in for the uh, yeah. call in for the meeting. That's another it's, interesting thing. You yeah. bringing that up about Playgirl because that's part of the thing about the hotel not being quite right. Because the fact that why would there be a copy of Playgirl in a resort yeah. hotel? They just would not be there. So that you, you pick that up kind of straight away, but. You mentioned about the fact that um, Torrance is getting away from him. Well, of course, you find out during the film that, you know, he had an alcohol problem. He uh, broke down his arm or dislocated his shoulder. Dislocated his shoulder when he's when left he, his paper, he, pulled, Yeah, when he pulled him over. So he's already got issues. He's got demons. You know, he's an alcoholic. He's been, you know, accused of abusing. And, and that lies with him throughout the whole of the film because she will never let it go. She always yeah. brings it up, you know, that kind of angst and that anger. It's, it's horrible line is, uh, you know, I'm not letting you ruin my life anymore. It's yeah. that stuff. That's really horrible stuff because she's a bit of a drip in this, isn't she? Like, yeah. my wife loves this, but hates, hates her in it. Mm. Said, you know, no woman would be like that, so meek. But said, I said, but you don't know what no, it's been like in the also, past. The thing is, like, she's, she's just trying not to rile yeah. in, she, most of the time. Well, she comes, I'm calm, she, you know, because you're so not calm. Well, she could be somebody who comes from a small town farm. Yeah. You know what I mean? These kind of like little farming communities or something like that, where the, the only thing that you know, ever do is really you're going to live on the farm and you're going to mm. like, and all this kind of thing. And and I, I, you can't have two strong characters in something where one has to be the dominant. No, but so I think now, I think if that was a drama, they'd never have a character like Shelley. No, she wouldn't be. A, she wouldn't be like that fact, anymore. In the TV series, it's not like that. It's not, no, that's maybe what I'm going to look for when I get back. That's mm. my plan for tonight. It's if I can buy night. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if not, uh, you know, obviously, if it's over £10, forget it. But, you know. yeah. At the risk of over-quoting from, uh, from trivia points on IMDb, yeah, right, right. Um, we're talking about Jack Nicholson being agitated. Apparently, he was only fed cheese sandwiches for two weeks, and he hates cheese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> that would rile you. <laughs> I'm not one of the sure if that's true. And he was oh, probably but... living quite wild of a night round about this time well, of his no, life. Well, no, he wasn't. No, because he was living at the time with, which I think he's also in the period thing, he was with, <laughs> uh, living with Angelica Houston at this point in his time. Oh. And obviously she was over in England when I was filming in, in uh, Hertfordshire and uh, apparently he'd get in, in late every day and the first thing he'd do was just collapse on the bed and go to sleep. All right. <laughs> and that, that was it. Yeah. Could he's like a famous party, you know? He was, I don't know, I think up to nineteen eighty, I think he probably slowly calmed down. I think Angelica Houston calmed him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is a documentary uh on the DVDs and on the Blu-rays, and I think you can probably get it on YouTube of the making of the shining done by Vivian Kubrick, his daughter. Um, who uh, and I listened, I watched that and I know I watched it again with the commentary on. Yeah. And if you want to see the behind the scenes of that and all the walking around the studio set and how Nicholson gets into the you know, into the role of it all is is just absolutely fantastic. Mm. It's really good to see. It's only on for about ten minutes. Long. In fact, you kind of wish it was on longer. Yeah, <laughs> but she was only seventeen when she did that. We well, yeah, there weren't so much done there either because you know they're using film. It cost a lot of money. Like now, just mm. got a little DV. Well, you that's, what it was. There, that's what she was using. She was using her own little kind of. Oh, was she? She wasn't using the crew or anything. She was walking around, and it's really right, yeah. it's really quite candid because she's just walking around. You know, filming him. There's one bit where Jack Nicholson's in his dressing room, which is connected to the. The studio, and he's just standing there, and he's on the phone, and he gets up. Cook a little rice with it or something, will you? Something, you know, either rice or noodles. <laughs> okay, Timmy, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Why do you have to know about my rice and noodles? <laughs> huh? I don't know what you're gonna say. Rice and noodles. What if you walked in here and I was talking business? <laughs> On personal okay. matters, Jack, possibly. Mm. You look cute today in your red shirt, huh? 
All right, now, what have I got to do? It's 8 o'clock. Why are we starting now? Is it crazy? They're trying to finish it, Jack, for the week. So well, let's get them finished. Let's get them out of here. Huh? Finished with the assignment. Beautiful. Excellent work. Great work. And then he just undoes his jeans. And you see, blankly see he's got white briefs on. Uh. And he's tucking his shirt in and then he goes to the toilet and as he closes the toilet door, classic British time in the studios, there it is, the page three calendar. <laughs> <laughs> the sun, page three calendar going on there. But yeah, it's brilliant. But yeah, now going back to the opening of it all with, with the, the interview, the, I don't think people notice it too much. But when you, when you start to analyse the film, you realise actually how the hotel makes no sense whatsoever. Are we talking about the Phantom uh, Window here? Yeah, it's like the 237, there's a big part of that, isn't Well, the Phantom Window is in that woman's office. Even at 237, yeah. there's loads in that, that is, uh, beginning, that, 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 what is it, is he there? Isn't that, he's he one, you know, the other bloke he's with, he's actually there, because Jack never looks at him, and there's loads of that in that 237, isn't that? Mm. It, you know, it, it's oh, a lot of this stuff in his... Yeah? He does, he does look at him, because no, when he turns around and says... No, he acknowledges him, and he just looks up. But is he there? Because that's the big part of two three seven. I mean, these people that, are phantom no, people. I think that's the bit that yeah. I, I lost my temper about because he clearly <laughs> yeah. does look at him. Because one, he bumps into him yeah. with a load of eggnog. Yeah. So I mean, he's looking at him. I know that's that's great. Are we, are we thinking about Bill Watson? Here? Yeah, 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 yeah. This, so um, oh, sorry, you mean the other assistant. person? Did yeah, the other person who, who from the back looks exactly. That's like what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not But there's loads. Is he actually that? Is this? Is he there? Because mm. he never looks at him. But is this just like... Yeah, I You guys are going to be more sort of like pro what that is as I'm... Oh, no, I'm not pro or anti. It. I'm just thinking it's interesting. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, the, mm. phantom, the phantom window in the, in the office. Yeah, so um, as you... Uh, technically, as you look at the way that the, uh, the, the, the lounge at the front of the hotel is set out with the reception desks and everything, and you see, you know, it's, it's very, very easy to map. Um, mm. You can, you know, especially with with Danny doing the great job of kind yeah. of yeah. tracing out all, all the corridors, you can virtually build a map in yeah. your head about I, what I, that I set it. looks like. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. There's some people have done some great work online oh, yeah. reconstructing yeah. Yeah. it. But straight away, you realise how long that uh, hallway is. Mm. Um, Jack goes in one door, turns right, then turns right again into Ullman's office, and there's a great big picture window that should. Not be there. Yeah. No. And there's trees outside. Hmm. Moving. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's it, it's intensely clever because you, you get people who will watch a film and they'll pick up on things like continuity. Yeah. yeah you'll, yeah. you'll you'll get the idea if somebody's come into a room and they haven't shut the door. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It'll bother you. Yeah. That's yeah, why people yeah. spend so much money on continuity people. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you get what happens here which is a creeping sense of yeah. unease mm. about the whole thing. It's like, well, that didn't make an awful lot of sense, yeah. did it? Like, oh, mm. I, I think I know where I am, but now I'm not so sure. And, um, yeah, it, 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 it goes with a lot of... Um, apparently, Kubrick uh, was reading a lot about subliminal advertising mm. methods and you know, mm. quick jump cuts and things like that. I don't think there's any jump or single frame. No, uh, no, there's anything no no, no, noted in noted oh, in apart, the film. Well, no, you, the, the only bit you do get on that is the uh, bit where the flash of the twins' faces. Who are not twins, by the way. No, they're not. Eight, I told you, yeah, they're exactly not twins. In the I, film, that eight and ten. Eight and ten, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're classed as twins. <laughs> uh, when they're on his face and he cuts to Danny, who's like, who, who I'm, I have to say, 
And I think this little kid is just a wonderful actor. And even though they told him that he's not, it was not a thriller and a horror film, it's just like, this is what you want you to do. And there's like those times where he's, he's scared stiff on the bed, just rind. It's I just think it's amazing. Mm. Mm. Really absolutely amazing. Yeah, done a fantastic job there. Um, reminds me of, um, did you ever see uh, the audition piece for the kid playing Elliot in E.T.? Nah. No. I highly recommend it. Because... No, no, but there's there's an audition piece for the young actor who plays Elliot in E.T. And and he'd he'd come in without doing any, yeah, without doing anything major before. And they sat him down in front of uh, Spielberg Mm. and uh, said, okay, can you read this piece? And I won't spoil it for you, but Mm. Spielberg gives him the job. Oh my! Right. Okay. Pretty much on on the spot. Uh, yeah, he he absolutely blows it away. But yeah, a great little acting talent. Yeah, there. really good. Because it's exactly what you would do. You we've we've all covered our mm. yeah, covered our faces, yeah. you know, faces with our hands and peered through the fingers. Yeah, and just stood there in utter terror. And he doesn't scream, does he? No, no, no he doesn't. No. You know, it's not. You know, well, Shelley Duvall's got the minor, majority yeah. of the screaming role. Really, I think. But, I think the reason yeah. why yeah, it's you know, just amazing. Whether this is at least is only my assumption. I think the reason why he doesn't scream is because he's probably been told not to scream if he's been hit, hit by his dad or something. Because although he says like you know he only did that once, there is that element that he might have done it a couple of times and maybe even beat his wife or Wendy up as well. It's the reason why she's quite happy to have the, the baseball bat. You know, she's literally had enough yeah. of, of this kind of abuse going on. So it's one of the things where you often find that people have been abused or been hit. You know, they no longer scream because no longer people don't believe them anyway. Yeah. So that, that's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you went about with Danny on his little trike going around. The thing, <laughs> that's when you notice as well that there's one bit where he's on his trike going along and you see the staircase going on and then you see the doors yeah. in the hallway. And those those doors would lead... Would, can't lead to a room yeah. because there's a stairway there and then another hall which is called the disappearing hall yeah that's the one that's the disappearing hall, you see, and then also there's another hall that you see people walking on but the windows are there yeah. so they'll actually walk in from the okay yeah. you could turn around and say maybe that's a fire exit but you know whatever <laughs> in reality that's actually the walkway to the, the, uh, uh, right. the dressing rooms because you see that when you, when well, you the bit I love, I, I, what I always notice is I love the fantastic sound design of him riding on his skirt that's back. an accident goes, as well oh, it's amazing no it's that when they did I really love that you know I was only when I watched this I'm thinking I turn my TV really really up for that because I love sound design I do think it matters so much in a film and not the music it's just the sound the way it goes that quite on the carpet and then then the other maybe this is me well, no, no, <laughs> I, mean, that, I love the sound design love it that actually was a um, that was an accident um, because you know, the mic's it, up bloody high well, to pick the reason, that up. the reason why is because the inventor of the Steadicam Garrett Brown was heavily involved with the production of this film yeah. and that's because it's all Steadicam thing they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, got a, a specially made wheelchair for the for this guy to go along and do I've the low shots and the mic is low and that's the reason why you get that sound that's, that's amazing that's how you get it ha- yeah. ah, that's amazing. There you go. happy accidents is like loads of great things in films happy accidents aren't yeah. they so that's great I love that bit you was on about the hotel, Pete. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, well, yes. there's a... <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, there's, there's a lot of confusion uh, that goes around because there's the long shot of the hotel, which yeah. shows the big, uh, the, the, the big kind of triangular gable end, um, which isn't replicated on the set, which was built at Elstree. Um, the hotel still exists. Mm. Um, it's the Timberline Lodge in Oregon, which is a ski resort. 
and whose website doesn't appear to mention a great deal the fact that they are used as the location of The Shining. Yeah. Probably because people people go there for one night rather than for a full week. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the, there is also a, um, a, a similarly kind of gothic hotel in Banff called Banff Park Springs, which a lot of people... Um, without referring back to the film, think is the one from The Shining. Actually, it's even more gothic and terrifying oh, right. than that one is. Amusingly, that's all. Th- th- there's, there's another weird thing about that hotel, about Park Springs, in that it was built the wrong way round. Oh, right. <laughs> the architect visited it six months into its construction and said, why is it facing that way? Oh, right. Oh, man. Um, so yeah, but yeah, you can go down a complete rabbit hole when you come to, come to this. But yes, yeah, so um, yeah, the Timberline Lodge, uh, uh, Oregon, is the actual hotel um, there? I do believe it does have that. Well, certainly in the in the Elstree shot, um, there's the maze outside. The maze isn't in the book. Is it not in the? Oh, it's not. No. Which comes back to the fact what? that you've got Danny going around. You've got these impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got the impossible labyrinth inside. You've got the impossible labyrinth outside. But yeah. Kubrick put that there. It's like wow. Okay, there's yeah. an awful lot of messages going on here about being trapped, about being hmm. confused, yeah, about yeah, being yeah. you know completely disorientated, and an awful lot of that. We even mentioned it, throwing that in yeah. just to even it. like Scatman Covers mentions it with the kitchen's big, isn't it? It's yeah. like you'll get lost in the kitchen. It's just it's just like every other kitchen. There's all them constantly going about like mazes and that. Yeah, all that. But is, it, is this still just being a scamp? I always think a lot of time directors can. Well, in, in, Teddy Gilliam is a master of oh, putting things exactly. in that mean yeah, nothing. Yeah. I mean, in so the, in the book, there's there's not a maze, but there are like um, green. Uh, so how does tree, uh, tree Jack? Animals. How does happens to Jack at the end of? What's oh, that? He does that. Yeah. So uh, you can't thing. imagine a, the the book not having that ending, can you? Because no. it's such a well, iconic does, does, part he, of that film. He does freeze. I'm sure he does freeze to death in the book. But in the in the book, there's these kind of like the. I mean, I read the book when I was about eleven. Oh god. Yeah. No, I read the book when I was how old was I? Fifteen, I think. And um, there's kind of what do they call them hedges that are cut into animals. Oh, and they come alive. To- topiary in it. Topiary, but that's yeah. it. That's what done. And they come alive. Yeah. <laughs> and they come alive. In, and that's what. And, but of course, they said they couldn't afford that. And Kubrick really didn't like it. So that's yeah. hence the reason why he, he he got that kind of like you know the maze instead. The, the interior of the hotel. Well, well, yeah, as a fact. Yeah, fact center here. Um, <laughs> fact yeah, center. double checked. Um, yeah, the the shining is mentioned in a in a in a long um, a long tra- chain down the menu of uh, yeah. of the Timberline Lodge. There is no hedge maze there. Hardly any level ground at Timberline Lodge because it is a ski mm. uh, a, a ski resort. All the interior shots were shot at Elstree Studios. Curiously, room two one seven. Is requested more often than any other room at Timberline, the, because now this is something that's negated against you. Right. Got to be careful who you believe. Kubrick was asked not to depict Room Two One Seven in The Shining because that was an actual room in the hotel. Yeah. So uh, he jumped it up and said, "Okay, I'll make Two Three Seven, so you don't ever lose revenue off yeah, that room." Yeah. But yeah, even so, people still want to stay in Room Two One Seven at the Timberline Lodge yeah. more than any other. And you people would though, wouldn't they? It's like the, the most requested hotel room in America is that one that John Belushi died with. Now, while we're talking about 237. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, here we go. Number 42. Yes. Uh, crops up again and again and again. Um, so uh, for a lot of people who talk about um, there being a 
a huge influence on the genocide of the Native American Indians, yeah, which the, is referenced in the... Yeah, in there. it's built on um, the There's references to the Holocaust uh, with the you know, with the rivers of blood and the, uh, mm. the German typewriter, which changes colour during yeah. the making of the film. Oh. Did they ever notice that bit? Yeah, yeah, uh, I did notice that, actually. One it's silver and one it's gold, oh, and then yeah. vanishing chairs. You know, it's, uh, the Holocaust began in 1942. Yeah. Yeah. The film which... Um, uh, which Danny and Wendy are watching on the TV yeah. uh, is a film called Summer of 42. Oh, right, okay. Um, there's a 42 in one of uh, Danny's uh, sweatshirts, yes. uh, which mm. is the one that doesn't feature Apollo 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't talked about that yet. We're leaving that. Isn't we? That's going to be compartmentalised <laughs> later on. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, by the way, the TV that they're watching yeah. has no power cord. What? Really? Yes. Oh no! Again, thanks to Room Two Three Seven for all these little nuggets. While we go on it, there are forty-two cars in the parking lot. See, no, this is what this is what I was on about. <laughs> <laughs> and there's forty-two on I think Scatman Crothers' license plate. And finally, two times three times seven equals forty-two. Oh yeah, yeah. Why the two times? What's that? Two Room Two Three Seven. Oh, cool. oh my god! So mm. you know, I think yeah, there's there's maybe. Eight no, to ten there. No, sadly. <laughs> but then um, this was a 1980 film, and so it was around the time that Douglas Adams was working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah cause that was 70, wasn't Hitchhiker 79, wasn't it? So it could have been a reverse oh. reference, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's all I've got to say about the number 42. Wow. Well, like, the moving thing is a red and blue, isn't it? Why is yeah. everyone wearing red and blue? That's Everyone's got a red and blue top on it, isn't yeah. they? That, what you know what, that I, you know what is I'm saying? the primary colours and all that, but what is all that about? I, I noticed that more in that beautiful Blu-ray one. Yes. And it's like, yeah. bloody hell, why is everyone wearing such a red and blue? Everyone's got a red and blue top, haven't they? Yeah, What's well, all that about? Funny enough, I was actually going to wear... Was that just nice colours he likes? No, I think it is all linked, because I mean, they, they do that now, don't they, where there's certain people are wearing... They're doing Star Trek, where Amanda Spock's mum... He's all, if you notice, she's always in orange. There's always no. an orange light around her. Now, yeah. you talking about the hotel. The Overlook Hotel set was based on um, a hotel at the Hawaii Hotel in wow. Yosemite National Park. Yosemite. Yosemite. Sorry, Yosemite, yeah. National Park. So it's like, ooh, you know, if you want to go and uh, get scared, mm-hmm. go there. It wouldn't scare me because it's only a film. Well, yeah, I suppose so, but, you know. I'll give a huge shout-out here to um, Colour Palette Cinema. Um, which is uh, a very nice account, which you can find on uh, on, on Instagram. Is that got about the red? Well, they were in a room. Which <laughs> we, we, which will basically give you a lot of uh, paint swatches and colour palettes. To, oh wow! To call out from uh, well, they're supposed to be even messaging that carpet, isn't that? Even uh, the famous carpet. Yeah, even the carpet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, yeah, there's 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 a huge amount of that red and blue going on. Those those red halls the, and the red bathroom. yeah. It's, well, the red the red bathroom. I think the red bathroom is like amazing, and also the green room at room two three seven, when which is also again a room that doesn't make sense when he walks into it and goes round. You know, you're literally walking from mm. the front door near enough into the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But if you look at that, it's green and gold, which is similar to the typewriter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then again, like... in Clockwork Orange, he used loads of colours, the same colours and all the fact. Oh, yeah, maybe yeah, he yeah. liked it, he just liked nice primary colours. It's... Well, I think he did. I think that was part of his style. I mean, you look at though, same, same that, we have 2001. There's nothing wrong with doing stuff that looks beautiful. No. I, I mean, think that, if you direct that, that, that does I love the, that. That looks great, doesn't it? I always think that's like very right, Clockwork right, I think it's very Clockwork Orange as well. Yeah. There's loads of colours like that. In, you know, I wonder room. if it's the same set designer who did Clockwork. I bet you it was, because a lot of these people all have like a repertory, don't they? They all 
always, they did then. They're not mm. so much now, but they generally did whilst, then. Whilst uh, uh, Fact Santa Peter well, yeah, yeah. is looking that up, uh, here's, yeah, some, yeah. here's some other location stuff there. So, um, so a few exterior shots were shot on location by a second unit, of this is what Peter says. St. Mary Lake and Wild Goose Island in Glacier National Park, Montana, was a filming location for the aerial shots of the opening scenes with a Volkswagen Beetle driving along going to the Sun Road. Uh, the outtakes of the opening panorama shots was later used by Ridley Scott for the closing moments of the original cut of the film Blade Runner, mm-hmm. which you know, is a, is a well-known uh, uh, thing about that. Have you uh, have you located it? Well, the uh, production designer um, was a chap called Roy Walker. Ooh. Roy Walker? No, the Roy Walker. The, the Roy Walker. That'd be amazing. He went, he went down and went to the cat's fries, didn't he? <laughs> um, and he, Same what you see. He was... Uh, production designer on Eyes Wide Shut, yeah. uh, Killing Fields, Tales of Mr. Ripley, uh, <laughs> Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, uh-huh. classic. Good Morning Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that another idea? Now we talk about a little bit of the hotel and everything. There's also a thing about their room. You know when they go up to the room, uh, when uh, Almond shows the, the family to the room. When they go into that room, you'll notice there's two girls walk out. And there's another two girls walk out of a room that can't be there because it's not there. So it's got, even then, he's messing with you on on something that should be so normal. But you think about it, they got they go into this. Why don't they just have a nice suite? Exactly what I thought. <laughs> like, who can? Why on earth would you stop in that pokey little thing? Yeah, when it comes cozy, cozy, cozy yeah. means like little, doesn't it? it? Does, yeah. Well, you've got like the probably the you know the, the ambassador suite or something. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, yeah. No one knows, are they? I've never been bed each. <laughs> Every night, a new bed. Every night, a new bed. Go to mine. You've got to heat it all up yeah, anyway. This is the reality. What we're British people. If that's it, if The Shining was like a British actor, it'd be very, very different. It would be very different. We'd need to yeah. jump around on the bed. Yeah, it's like a jumping around, man. It's like we're naked. <laughs> we need to, I'll bring you some sandwiches. No, you've got a freezer full of steaks. <laughs> you've got yeah, burgers. Yeah. You've got all this kind of yeah, food, yeah. you know. And he's like, no, we'll bring you some shit sandwiches. <laughs> you that yeah. with you, I'm just going to live in that pantry. I'm living in that pantry. I'm going to camp it out. <laughs> Come on! Okay, fact checked it now. John John Barry was uh, production designer on A Clockwork Orange and also on Star Wars A New Hope. Oh, right, okay. So, yes, not that one. However, it's 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 pleasing to know that. uh, But yeah, after six years after A Clockwork Orange, he did Star Wars. It's like. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I can see. See what's really going on there. Well, that's <laughs> nice. what, what do you guys think about um, the whole shining thing with Halloran and all that? Because there's an interesting thing that I found out, but I want to see what you you guys think first. It's her. Um, it doesn't seem to be the main thing about the film. No, no. I think it's an afterthought. Really, mm. it's just a bit of an afterthought, isn't it? I, I don't know what it actually does either. This is the thing. What what is it? What's he done for Scatman Grub? Into that much? Well, he's, he's working as a fucking chef. It's like he's, he's, he's my power. He's a, he's hey, a, I can guess what's in the can of fucking there without a label on it. <laughs> what else can it be? It's like he's got no good. Ju- oh yeah, I can guess you want ice cream. Great, yeah. this that's it. Great. Well, you what can, a crap axe well, film that be, wouldn't it? <laughs> Here's your power. Right, you can guess what people are thinking. As long as he's really boring. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he's a cook, so he knows what people are going to eat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need no waiters here. <laughs> well, the whole thing is, it's meant to be that is, he, he, you know, he can see. The shining is that you can see in the future and you can see what things are going to happen. And you get a bad feeling about it. 
Yeah, which was actually his idea, the little boy's idea, was to, it? to do Tony as the the talking oh, finger. I, <laughs> I was like, I said I was that to my wife, and I mean, usually went in the dark, and she don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going. So, uh, <laughs> I'm like, say Tony's going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing something there with my hands, you know. Yeah, you never good, need to know. It's a good sugar job, this isn't YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my wife ever listened to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she probably got the shiny name. What's her name? She's been able to But the shiny you know, the whole thing, of course, is that you can you can talk to each other without vocalising anything and you can see in the future. Now, right. according to what uh, Halloran says, is of course this is passed down. Yeah. Which means Jack is the one who has the shining. Ah. It's not Wendy, it's Jack. Which is the re- another reason why he could be, like he is, drawn to the hotel. Because he's already got the shining, oh, it's already yeah. affecting oh. him. And that's the reason why he's there. And that's the reason why he can't control his thoughts. And he can't control his anger. And therefore that's the reason why he drinks. Because he's having all these thoughts. That's interesting. And if you notice, he has a dream sequence where he is screaming. In that, which I find one of the most horrific things. No, in yeah, what the hell? That's really mm. mad. Them noises that making, noise that, that is making. Yeah. terrified, isn't it? Well, that's because he's seeing the future. He's seeing what could happen, and he's seeing that he's killing them with the axe. Yeah, well, he's already been there. Isn't he? mm. Yeah. So uh, it's very realistic sleep acting, though, isn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because you don't, really, you can't scream in your sleep, can you? No. <laughs> you, <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> you know. Well, there was that case of that bloke who um, who got stung by the jellyfish in Australia. Uh, mm. the, the really the really uh, bad ones oh, the and, Portuguese man of war yeah Portuguese man of war Ooh. he actually oh right sorry yeah. <laughs> by, by, by the jellyfish that's just something in the thigh he actually wrapped around him and oh. uh, they tranquilised him and they, they knocked him out with some the, the tranquilizer which would normally knock a horse out and he was gone he was like ah but he was still screaming what <laughs> even though he was out cold what? he was still screaming in agony there you go thank you Sleep well. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you should think, at least it's not that well, right. You know, that's yeah. the matter. No. You could still be in pain. He was still in pain. He was still in absolute agony. Oh, like that yeah. classic Simpsons episode where Homer gets uh, hypnotised and he's having them nightmares for yeah. ages and just sleep in the bath and I love that bit. <laughs> 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 anyway. Twins in the hallway then? Not twins. Yeah. Not well, not twins. twins. No, not they twins, are yeah. classed as twins, but they're eight and ten, which is uh, another strange. Yeah, thing and they that. they were they were they weren't meant to be cast in it, were they? They were just someone's who worked. It's in that film worker. Mm. They were like uh, one of the producers' kids. But what's the name of the person who kills? Kill, uh, Hello, uh, sorry, Allman tells Jack about. What's the name of the guy? I can never remember his name. What's his name? It's Grady. Yeah, Grady. What's his name? Is it Dilbert? No, it's Charles Grady. Uh, my predecessor in this job hired a man named Charles Grady as the winter caretaker. He's the person who killed. But this guy's called Delbert Grady. What do they call you around here, Jeezy? Uh, Grady, sir. Delbert Grady. Grady? Yes, sir. Delbert Grady. That's right, sir. So, yeah. So, Delbert is the maitre d'. He's the maitre d', yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have always been. Oh. Yeah. That's in the art. He's the one who who says, as Kel pointed out, there's a a really disturbing line in this where... Oh, God. I think it's the most violent line in the whole film. Where he turns around and says... Did you know, Mr. Torrance, that your son is attempting to bring an outside party into this situation? Did you know that? No. 
He is Mr. Torrance. Who? A nigger. A nigger? A nigger cook. Your son has a very great talent. I don't think you are aware how great it is. But he is attempting to use that very talent against your will. Mr. Torrance, a very willful boy, a rather naughty boy, if I may be so bold, sir. It's his mother. <laughs> she uh, interferes. Perhaps. They need a good talking to, if you don't mind my saying so. Perhaps a bit more. My girls, sir, they didn't care for the overlook at first. One of them actually stole a pack of matches and tried to burn it down. But I corrected them, sir. And when my wife tried to prevent me from doing my duty, I corrected her. <laughs> it's horrible. And this is the way he says it's so, mm. yeah, yeah. so calm and so sort of like calculated, yeah. aren't it? In a way that I still think that's, that I thought I think that that's actually one of my favourite scenes in the whole of the film in the bathroom where he's mopping it, mopping the the eggnog. I think because it was eggnog. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's um, not Warnick's. It's uh, Avocado. 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 It's that drink that was oh, on the house for Christmas and no one. Yeah, because Jack turns around and he goes, "I'll just put my avocado and bourbon on the side." It's like avocado. I've never even had it. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have it every Christmas. Well, no, I don't. My wife has it. What's it? What is it? I can imagine you've had it, Pete. No, it sounds it's it's like no, irresistible mix of booze and egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like, that's like, but do you like a vodka omelette? No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I do not. Now, a lot of this film, you can say, is it in his head? Are the visions? Are they dreams? Are they hallucinating? Fair enough. Who opens up the fridge for Jack? Well, that's that's the weird thing, isn't it? Ha <laughs> Do you know, I've wrapped my, I was lying in bed trying to get my head round it. Is it Danny? It, who, who is it? Who opens that door? Because if it's all in the... Can't be Danny. Head, it's too high. No, and it's, a lot of it is in the reds, isn't it? Yeah, because 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 yeah. Wendy walks in when he's having a drink and there's no one there. So, so Jack's a, made that a, up in his vision, head. Yeah. It's all made up in his head. So who opens the fridge? You know when he's, who you know, is it? You know when he sits at the bar and he, he, actually, he actually does turn around and say... I'd sell my so I'd sell my goddamn soul for a glass of beer, yeah. right? And uh, then Lloyd appears. Now, when that goes back, when Wendy walks in, 
Does he have a glass? No. No? Because he's made it up. Made it all up. So who's opened the fridge? Uh, mm. One of the genuine... Who took him in? Oh, the genuine paranormal thing. So the paranormal have, thing. So that's real. So it's not made up in. Well, I mean, he gets out somehow, but yeah, it's like uh, clearly, yeah. And if, if it's a spirit, if, if we regard it as something other than a continuity error. Yeah, is but, it? Or, you know, because if it's a spirit, a spirit's got no physical body, so mm. it can't do anything. It wills people but to do is things. Is it the hotel? itself mm. because that's the thing this hotel is built on an ancient indian burial ground yeah, is it so. the hotel that's actually the the, the possessed is the hotel that's possessed might because explain the ho- all that the shifting hotel, of the rooms yeah shifting of the rooms, it's just that, that it's always flummox me is who opens the fridge and it's like my wife is it's like, who opens? I said, well, i don't know no. <laughs> no one knows this is the bloody no one he never talked about it no. well he does his confession as well with lloyd hi lloyd A little slow tonight, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, Mr. Torrance. What'll it be? Now, I'm awfully glad you asked me that, Lloyd. Because I just happen to have two 20s and two 10s right here in my wallet. I was afraid they were going to be there next April. So here's what. You slip me a bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. You can do that, can't you, Lloyd? You're not too busy, are you? <laughs> no, sir. I'm not busy at all. Good man. You set him up, and I'll knock him back, Lloyd, one by one. White man's burden, Lloyd, my man. White man's burden. Seems I'm temporarily light. <laughs> How's my credit in this joint, anyway? Your credit's fine, Mr. Torrance. That's swell. I like you, Lloyd. I always liked you. You were always the best of them. Best goddamn bartender from Timbuktu to Portland, Maine. Or Portland, Oregon, for that matter. Thank you for saying so. son of a bitch (laughs) I'd do anything for him any fucking thing for him that bitch as long as I live she'll never let me forget what happened thrown all my papers all over the floor. All I tried to do was pull them up. The momentary loss of muscular coordination. 
confession it's almost uh, do do you ever crave for a local where you have somebody like lloyd as a barman yeah well i think only those kind of barmen <laughs> exist in america uh, i don't think i don't because barman barman in in america appear to be the kind of the people that they like to talk to you not, well, in, not in britain they're gonna get more money out it's sort of no. like just look at you and go oh for <laughs> fuck yeah really? yeah, yeah, yeah really <laughs> just Remember. take your point and <laughs> Remember, I was a barman for like two years and I never want to talk to anyone, no. especially now Cox Green. No. <laughs> so I, I have nothing to talk about. I don't no. want to know about people being glassed, not every five minutes. But I, I always wanted to have a bar like Cheers. And I do like the idea of walking into a bar and the, the person saying there and you're talking to them and they're, they're sitting there kind of like... But Lloyd is like, he's, I think he's very, very spooky. I mean, he's very unnerving. The fact that the start off where he's, he's kind of, uh, he's sending his... Um, you know, you're, when he, when he realises he's got no money, because he turns around and goes, I've got two 20s and a 10 right yeah. here in my wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, he turns and goes, uh, I seem to be momentarily light. And he goes, how's my credit here? And he goes, your credit has always been good. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not too bad there because he's, you know, Jack is kind of like he's letting his soul out. He's, he's literally selling his soul because he's saying, you know, she won't let it go. Because yeah. it was just one momentary light. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he does that yeah. kind of thing. And, 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 yeah. and, he, and he's like, does that... Kind of, and I love that. But then the second time you see him, when it's the ballroom going on, before he bumps into Grady with with, with the uh, Abaca, he's not that nice. Hi, Lloyd. Been away, but now I'm back. Good evening, Mr. Torrance. It's good to see you. It's good to be back, Lloyd. What would be so? Hair of the dog that bit me. Bourbon on the rocks. That'll do her. No charge to you, Mr. Torrance. No charge? Your money's no good here. from the house. Orders from the house. Drink up, Mr. Thomas. I'm the kind of man likes to know who's buying their drinks, Lloyd. It's not a matter that concerns you, Mr. Thomas. At least not at this point. Anything you say, Lloyd. Anything you say. It's sort of like, kind of like, you know, I think you need to deal with this situation. The hotel is conspiring to, to, to kill. That's the whole thing. Yeah, because they say it's all visions. Mm. And I think it's literally just the hotel. But I, I, I get that, that they're compelling him. It's about compelling but. The physical actions, it changes with me because things can't, you know, it's a physical thing, it can't move. But doors so, open, don't they, on their own? Not a latch. No, because she puts the thing. Because she, she, she does that thing for ages where she's like trying to, you think, don't put the fucking thing, and that really winds you up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, put yeah, the yeah. bloody thing out. Yeah. So she puts that thing, and someone has to physically, 
And I read online, I was having a look about it, people saying, is it Danny? Is it Danny? And he's part of all this. No, he knows this is going to happen and he can't change it. it. Yeah, but that, yeah, but you wouldn't run him with that, would he? Mm. He wouldn't run. And he writes red rub on the thing because he knows there's going to be murder going on. I think it's the hotel. I just honestly, I just think it's the hotel that opens itself up. Well, let's not forget the um, the, the blood coming out of the lift. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, which yeah, if that doesn't say this hotel is haunted. Yeah, mm. I guess that. Yeah, and the skeletons. In now, have you seen the the, the long version of, of this? The you know, I'm not yet? sure I have. As you've been talking about it, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking. Well, yeah, I tell you what, I see it, after well, but you can buy mine because mine's the same. Yeah. I ain't got it with me now. Yeah. Well, I ain't got yours with me. But, when it, yeah, but, it, but mine's an amazing <laughs> Blu-ray. If it won't, yeah, no. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours so when you get it back off, then you because you'll see Pete more than me. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you can. It's oh, thank you. Amazing. Yeah. It's got some odd bits in it because you're watching, you're thinking, why is it a Manchester to bear giving someone a blowjob? Yeah, and I'm that not joking is about really it. Weird. Oh. <laughs> and then there's the whole, the whole <laughs> right. of the. In that case, I definitely haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, 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 no. The whole of the. And there's a whole of reception as well where yeah. um, uh, there's just skeletons just all yeah it's really but, I look, that, but Wendy sees that yeah now, that's the thing yeah, I yeah think Wendy sees that yeah that's the point where I think that the hotel is trying to entrap Wendy do you know what mm. I mean there's all these kinds mm. of, and he's the and the guest he stands there with a glass of wine with his head split open yeah 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 oh, wonderful part here mm, and nice. what how what how's he got a split head open well this that, I think this is it. It, it is this a place for all bad people. I've always thought, you know, because like the Indian spirit, they talk about that, so that's got to have mm. something to do with it. Because I wouldn't just mention that for no reason, like a la pol- poltergeist. No. When you read it, there's an Indian burial ground, you know, the shit going on. <laughs> uh, and I always thought, is it a place? Is it like a purgatory? Is it, that's what it is. It's like, and that's what it says, you've always been here because you're going to end up here. Mm. All these people and all the dregs of humanity left. That's why there's the, the, the blowjob bit, this like, whatever the fuck all that yeah. yeah. Uh, what's going on there and the way the bloke like gets up and looks at you doesn't he when he's like that is if what you're looking at it's just normal now also the thing as well where uh, I noticed Pete you had the colour palette there of the um, of the bathroom the, mm. the room of 237 in which Danny uh, well we, we should say when, 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 when Jack is screaming about the fact that he's had a dream of killing his wife and his kid Danny at that point is wearing his Apollo 11 jumper and then it's ripped open so something has attacked him though he, ne- he says there's a woman in the room, doesn't he? Because he's been in the room, there's a woman in the room. And What's there's an old lady in the room, there's an old lady in the room. Yeah, there's an old lady. Is it the woman that's attacked him? Or is it Danny physically attacking himself? Because Tony Tony doesn't really go into detail about it, or does he? And then when Jack goes to the room, you see that very attractive looking woman getting out of the bath. Yeah. And that's what always stayed with me, which is a bit longer in there. Yeah, it is, is it? Yeah, it's long. But that sums up men, though, doesn't it? Oh, there's a strange woman in there. There's a strange woman in there. It's Copperfield. I will. Yeah, that's I will. No, if that. Her only acting role that was as well, I should point out. Yeah. You think if that was the role so done, it was a man walking the room, and the, the man getting out, a woman, a woman like I'm getting out of here, blah blah. Yeah. It's like, oh, right, <laughs> she, yeah, because a woman would be thinking, "Hello, this yeah. is a vape time." Yeah, but I'll get on down there. Oh, yeah, no, she went down. My son's been beaten up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All I can think about is copping a field. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the male He's side, here, yeah. And then she turns all mouldy, and that really scared me. Yeah, it was yeah. actually the eye. The, uh, the woman's eyeball which is kind of almost like, I think it looks like it's missing or you, you kind of think it's missing but when you see that scene Pete like in the, the, the extended version it like it flashes back to where she's lying in the bath doesn't it yeah. and she just yeah. gets up like that and, and just rises really literally rises really from the yeah. <laughs> so there's quite a lot of paranormal stuff creeping mm. in there actually that's, that's, an, that's another slightly more horror yeah. stare on the, on, yeah, on the on that, that side of things yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
um, you know, it's the it's those elements where it does creep into horror, where you know, um, uh, where uh, O'Halloran gets an axe to the chest. Oh, and, I think that's uh, the really true horror moment in it, isn't it? Is that bit? I think it's no, Shiny's think, not very fucking good. Well, no, no. <laughs> but I think that I, when you see him having the shiny when he's in his own room in that that his rear bedroom, which has got like two <laughs> classic pictures of the, the yeah, the, that's the film of his time. That the late seventies, really? you know, uh, uh, yeah. ladies uh, yeah. on the on the wall. Yeah, but why didn't he shine in telling he was going to die then? I don't know. Well, maybe because it, it's like... himself, isn't it? Maybe he sees. You can't see yourself. And there's your fucking Johnny. That's a joke, And that's a cracking. Uh, I mean, one the, the accents in uh, in Halloran's chest, but also I think we've got to give kudos out to the stuntman who does the uh, when Wendy smacks Jack in the yeah, head. Yeah. That fall down that the fall steps down now, is yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing. And also, whoever the stunt double is, is a cracking uh, look to Jack Nicholson. So it looks just the same of it. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing down here? Just uh, wanted to talk to you. Okay, let's talk. What do you want to talk about? Responsibilities. Have you ever thought for a single solitary moment about my responsibilities to my employers? Has it ever occurred to you that I have agreed to look after the Overlook Hotel until May the 1st? Does it matter to you at all that the owners have placed their complete confidence and trust in me and that I have signed a letter of agreement, a contract? <laughs> 
in which I have accepted that responsibility, you have the slightest idea what a moral and ethical principle is, do you? Has it ever occurred to you what would happen to my future if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? Has it ever occurred to you? Has it? Stay with me. Why? I just want to go back to my room. Why? I'm very confused. I just need a chance to see things over. You've had your whole fucking life to think things over. What good's a few minutes more going to do you now? Stay with me. Please! Don't hurt me! I'm not gonna hurt you. Stay away from me! Wendy! Stay away! Darling, light of my life, I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. Stay away from me! Stop swinging the bat. Put the bat down, Wendy. Stop it! Wendy, give me the bat. Stop swinging the bat. Please stop. Give me the bat. Wendy. Give me the bat. Give me the bat. Zach, is that right? I love a fire axe. Don't you love a fire axe? I love a fire axe. Don't they look so cool? Because I said, can I have a fire axe in the age? And they said, no, you can't have a fire axe I've got a good axe at home, actually. And I must admit, when I was chopping stuff up, I did do a bit of the old... <laughs> Interesting fact about the, the axe as well. Uh, Pete, do you want to talk about that room? I think. No, 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 you just, just still got the pictures. So, 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 the he's he's, he's been engrossed. He's shining. He's gone to <laughs> The only thing I was. Shiny going on. <laughs> Even Tony's going to be coming out later on. <laughs> Stung by a jellyfish. Uh, now the the thing I was trying to link things back to. We were talking about possessed houses is Amityville mm. yeah oh right um, however that story uh, oh. dates from 75 yeah um, so you know it may be something that's, yeah. that's factored in there uh, um, and that, there's a lot of shit in that Amityville story like, it's completely made, a lot fucking of... made up because yeah. there's loads of other people live there and have no fucking problems for years and kids have been proven that were breaking in and like playing tricks on people because they knew it was put so poorly on it me and my wife this is a big argument we have about the amateur horror oh it's real no because it's amazing that they sold the agent who's worth about 10 times more than there you yeah, go yeah, funny yeah, that yeah. isn't it create <laughs> fucking ghosts they don't uh, like parking outside it though no 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 <laughs> well, I like the Amityville 3 where they couldn't be one of the agents they just had a clock it's a possessed <laughs> clock because it's like yeah, we ain't got the budget anymore we can't use that agent we have to have it in a clock yeah, we won't be doing that as a, as a, <laughs> no, no, no. As a, as a podcast. <laughs> we haven't talked about the moon landings. Oh, yeah, I, did, I did, I did try people, to give you the... <laughs> there's people banging on the thing, talk about the moon landings, talk about him faking the moon landings. But he didn't, well, he didn't fake the moon landings. It's, he put loads of little things there, because more than the jump pack, it's like the, the American flag in his office as well, it's just like the flag that was on the moon. Yeah. It? But it's, it's like a well-known, like it's a well, it's been used in so many, I was saying it's in Minions too, hmm. where yeah. they run through the studio and there's Stanley Kubrick in there directing the moon landings. <laughs> it's like, it's, it'd be brilliant if it is true. It would be brilliant, but I just can't see it. Surely they get someone not so well-known if they're going to, and another word, fight. Yeah. 
No, well, what I've always said was the fact that the the, the moon landings happened, but the rumour is just the fact that, that, the, that the, cam- st- no, the no. cameras never worked properly when it was up there, so they had to quickly film something to make it look like it. And no, that's no it's because of the thing, it's the, uh, the because of the flag down, because yeah. the flag wobbles. Yeah. But it's cr- because there's no air resistance. There's only planting it, it wobble forever, yeah. ever and ever and ever and ever, because you've got no resistance to stop well, it's it. It's also when you, see, so, when, you, when you see Apollo 11's land, you know, it, it doesn't just land and no dust cover. You just see it go... Yeah, because it would happen. Of course, it <laughs> would. Yeah. Uh, the, the the thing that they hadn't really managed to check and and do enough research on um, at the time was that well, that was one of those unknown unknowns yeah. about the actual moon landings is they didn't know how much dust there was. Yeah. Mm. They didn't know quite how solid it was. They wasn't sure. They weren't sure if it was yeah. going to go completely through a load of through, dust. Yeah, we didn't have to cross the thought there yeah. might have been a crust in there. They were worried about like that. Landing yeah. in flour or yeah. something like that. No, I think it's, it is. Yeah, it's a it's a funny old conspiracy. Thing. It's funny because we keep looking it's at the, the Apollo Eleven Lego it's, set. It's because <laughs> of that jumper, though, isn't it? It's yeah. because of the jumper. Because people have said, "Why would he wear?" I know because loads of people said, "Well, why would he wear a jumper when it's like fourteen years later?" Yeah. But because he's a kid and yeah. maybe he's interested in space. You know, if I was a young kid in America, I'd be quite into NASA and stuff True. because it's your thing. You mm-hmm. haven't got no history. That's the history you've given to the world, so you'd be into it. Like little kids, mm. I went to like Houston Space Center last year. It's full of little kids. You got a NASA top on. Was that deliberate today? No, that is weird. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, think about it, right? And there's loads of little kids there, and they're all really, really excited about the moon landings because yeah. that's their thing, isn't it? It's what well, the kids I, I don't world. know. I don't know anybody uh, who who would not be excited about going to NASA. Yeah. And yeah. seeing anything to do with space and yep. shuttles and uh, any shuttle, any mm. rocket. Maybe Kubrick like. was just interested in the in space like a lot of people. Well, he did the film. It's all going to be linked there at the end yeah. of the day. Because in that film work, at, uh, if you get that, there's a bit where they're at one of the conventions, the shining conventions. He said, that's all people talk about, isn't it? Not so they don't landed. talk about anything else, talk about moon landed. And he wow. said, it's like... Why, what you know, you'd make it a lot more. You know, you wouldn't be talking about it for a start. Mm. One, you'd have to sign everybody official secrets while they're going to America. You wouldn't be just talking about it in a film. <laughs> it, it's just crap. I don't know. It's a lovely idea, yeah. and there is lots of it that is weird, like the what the pattern on the carpet, isn't it? Yeah, it's and the space. maze. Yeah, I mean the maze is but, the, the most weird, the obvious thing because obviously the maze is not there. Like, the only bit of the maze that actually exists is a couple of corners, but you see that wonderful area shot of the maze that Jack's yeah. looking at it. Do you want to know how they did that? What? A superimposed middle bit. Ah. Yeah. And it was very ah. careful. And they filmed that maze that you see in the Overlook Hotel yeah. from the top with a crane. And then they refilmed it in the back lot of just that middle bit. And then they superimposed it on and did a slow step. Like they did it with like Star Trek. They had like one corridor like that, didn't they? Yeah, they must have filmed at different angles, weren't yeah, they? It's money saving, isn't yeah. it? At the end of the day. I think it's just cracking. It's a great like idea, though. It's what makes this film great is all this stuff in there, isn't it? This is. And a big part of two, Room 237 is about that. It's, it's like, I just realised there's a bit in the film that I get really annoyed by, and it's really early on. It's a continuity fault, actually. And it's a bit where Danny's eating his sandwich. We're now at home, and they're talking about moving, and ah. he's got that sandwich and eating it. And the next minute he comes in, and it's all lit and open. Can't forgive that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything to do with uh, conspiracy theories. No. It's just bad continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aspect yeah. Of it. A final note on the moon. Mm. Well, how, how many thousand miles is the moon from the Earth? Oh, God, I couldn't tell you. Is it going 42? <laughs> not 42,000 million no, it's miles. 237. Oh! No, is it really? 237,000 miles. So, yeah, just another little bit of conspiracy. Oh, no, that's not on, is it? <laughs> I think it's with all these things that come out. But then, I think that's when I watched that movie, 237. But I think I think the reason why I ended up having to watch it in a couple of parts was because it's a, it's a bit like when we went and watched Tim Vine. You know, a couple of nothing times. Can, nothing can be as bad as a. <laughs> 
Nothing can be as bad as that. A couple of puns is funny, <laughs> but 95 minutes of puns yeah. is that, really tough. We went and after 25 minutes, looking at each other, can we go now? Because we've heard all this material. Yeah. He went on for another hour and a half. Oh, God, it was long. That's exhausting. It no, it was. Where the, where the highlight of his joke was getting a balloon on with a, with a question mark going, look, I popped the question. <laughs> that was a joke, and people are guffawing. Me and him going, that's not a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> It's just a statement. We should have known, really, because it was called the Punmeister. We should have known that. Where's Biggie? We paid loads of money. Why did you get his tickets for that, you weirdo? Because we had money. We had disposable income then. <laughs> and oh, yeah, that, that disposable. You're going to sit in buying. That is disposable. Let's go on the thing where, he, uh, I say, like, he's, you know, he's, he's really lost his vein. He goes after um, Wendy and, and Danny. Tim um, Vine into Tim murder. Vine. <laughs> That's, Tim Vine. That's a good, good segue, isn't it? Right then, let's talk about this. <laughs> um... Jack Nicholson's use of the axe. Mouse come out, wherever you are. So he knew how to. So they built the stage guys built a fake door, which he just smashed with one axe throw, and they had to build a stronger door than what they would normally use because he was so good at it. Yeah, and it took three days to film that. Oh, right. Is the here's Johnny bit? Was that ad libbed or Ad-lib, was that, that was ad libbed by Nicholson? It was ad libbed. Yeah, which is the reason why because Johnny Carson isn't it? Johnny, Johnny Carson. Carson no one outside of America would know. No, no I didn't know it at the time because I, I always thought him. Yeah, did he say Johnny or oh, it must have been Jack when he was well, a kid? It must have been here's Jack. You, and I didn't know until I watched that two feet and they talked all about that. Oh, it's Johnny Carson. Would well, you know? What I thought it was. Now, do you remember at school I had a Jack Nicholson scrapbook? Yes, I do. I, I, I collected yeah. newspaper cuttings and stuff like that. I was absolutely obsessed with Jack I also Nicholson. had a scrapbook. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yours was probably more, more favoured for, for, for the lads. Mine was like page three. Of course, <laughs> 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 
you can see the level of being my fans. <laughs> yeah. I was quite obsessed with boobs at a very early age. <laughs> I was obsessed with Janigson. That's what I remember. But you're part of my fucking scrapbook. I've got my own I don't know what you're doing, mate. I don't want to know. It's heavier by the time you go back. Yeah, uh, right. Tony was back over there. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, but I knew that Jack Nicholson's name was John. So I thought uh, that was like a reference to kind yeah, of like yeah. himself at first. And I can't then, believe they allowed like, him because you thought Kubrick was like over everything. I can't believe they allowed him yeah, to it's such, him. A, it's such a beautiful scene. Oh, and also, bearing in mind that the original poster for The Shining is not the one that we know of, it's his faith to the door. And I saw because it's when you, a spoiler, it's that, a spoiler, isn't it? yeah, it's a massive spoiler of the film. <laughs> Why is he looking really manic through a door? You know, and, but who, who doesn't get annoyed with the fact that she, she's got a carving knife in there? At least use it a bit more than just casually slashing his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we, we, as we've talked about, he does. You know, Danny does escape. He does use that trick of it being, you know, in the in the snow, double backing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a There's a bit here where, um, as we mentioned earlier on about the cut, I'm just going to read this. This is from like one of the websites. There's a after its premiere, a week into general run with a running time of 146 minutes, Kubrick cut a scene at the end that took place in a hospital. The scene shows Wendy in a bed, uh, talking with Mr. Allman, who explains that Jack's body could not be found. He then gives Danny a yellow tennis ball, presumably the same one that Jack was throwing around the hotel. This scene was subsequently physically cut out of print by projectionists and sent back to the studio by order of Warner Brothers, the film's distributor. This cut of the film's running time to 144 minutes, as noted by Roger Ebert. Now, say here, Jack did indeed freeze to death in the labyrinth. Of course, his body was found, and sooner rather than later, since Dick Halloran alerted the forest rangers to serious trouble at the hotel. Mm. If Jack's body was not found, then what happened to it? Or was it never there? Was it absorbed into the past? And does that explain Jack's presence in that final photograph? Yeah, yeah. That is a really bad bit, the ending. What is that ending? The party party goers in 1921. Did Jack's violent pursuit of his wife and child exist entirely in Wendy's imagination? Or Danny's? Or theirs? Kubrick is wise to remove that epilogue he pulled one rug too many from under the story, and at some level, it is necessary for us to believe yeah. that three members of the Torrance family are actually residents in the hotel during that winter, and whatever happens, or whatever they think happened. Mm. Yeah, but then again, it's another physical thing, isn't it? It's a photo, it's more physical things. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think when you start messing with, you know, imagined and physical, but that's the part of the discombobulation of the film, though, isn't it? It's yeah. like constantly throwing you off. Oh, you, you know it, and it's like that. Oh, you know, it's not that ain't I right. Think, I think there's also that kind of thing as well with with um with, with films, and also a little bit like what we said about watching The Prisoner, where we sometimes you can look an awful lot into a film or sometimes into a TV program, and sometimes it is just about a man who goes mad, and you know, wh- was the door locked? Yeah, you know, did did she throw him into that door and, and then closed that, it, and it weren't locked? And that was his inside telling him. And to it's get his up. inside saying, "Get up, you're unconscious. Yeah. Get up and get out there." Do you know what I mean? Is it just the fact that he's somebody who did? Oh, I think that thing is, I get locked in. The first thing you think you'll do, grab a kick. Well, he clearly has a munch because some of the food's open in yeah, yeah. yeah. So how long's he been in there? Yeah, yeah. That's the interesting thing. <laughs> so much bad snow though, and you can tell it's not real snow. No, it's fake pilot, snow is crap, diving. isn't it? It's yeah, really yeah. crap. It just don't look right. I, still think it, I mean, for the film, for the time of the film, though, I think it looks. looks oh no, I'm not good. saying it's effective, but I've never seen fake snow look good. You can always tell fake snow. Nothing for me. Peter, you. Uh, are you... The, uh, I was thinking that there was an episode of it's a knockout. Oh, it's a knockout. Yeah, there's yeah. an episode of that which they tried to do in Aviemore as like a snowy special. Oh dear. 
and there was no snow. Oh, right. <laughs> so there is presumably somewhere, there's uh, there's some footage of basically they're just tromping around in a load of bubbles. <laughs> because they'll never know the difference on the telly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just fill the place with bubbles. It's like, no, that's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> so you you got you got anything else on your two, room 237 uh I think you've had to just scratch the surface. <laughs> that's the first five that's, minutes of the film, isn't it? No, that's the, but that's just the, the lovely thing. You can go down so many little rabbit holes and it, it just makes the film well worth watching again mm. and again. It is one of those films that you can go back to. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is an absolute joy. And, you know, you, you, this is before you've got the really quality prints and you've gone yeah. into what are all the rest of the pictures. Because, you know, set dressers and, you know, somebody as obsessive as Kubrick is always going to obsess over you know, what are the pictures on the walls? How do I want to show this? Yeah, you know, there's the why is there a picture of a skier on yeah. the wall when it's there's not, yeah, when, yeah. The place, when the place is shut for the winter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is yeah, that's an interesting thing, that isn't it? Yeah, um, there's the yeah, there's a huge amount of those, um, you know, Native American Indian references. Mm. Um, that's throughout yeah. the whole of the the uh, big lounge. Yeah, mm. uh, isn't it? Before the, the Indian references going on, which I would love to see. I'd love to, you know, there's that series in America called Castle Rock. Yeah, yeah, and it's like about all the characters of Fingate and Jack Torrance is in that, and his brother's in it. What? He's got a brother. Torrance has. He's in, he's in one of the novels. I don't know what one. I can't talk of my head now. And I really want. It's coming. It's coming on in um, September. Castle Rock. Yeah. I think Netflix are having it in um, September, and I really want to see it because it's uh, it's set before The Shining. Oh, so okay. it's got all the characters of the thing all living in this world together. Because he said the thing with King's novels are all in the same world. Yeah. All in the same world, so um, I really want to see it. I don't know. I, don't, I must admit, I, when I read The Shining, I, it's because it, you know he got, King has a habit of well, not a habit. That's the wrong thing to say. But his thing is, is that he goes into very much lots of detail in everything that he he writes. He's like, you know he's really into his detail, and also because of like, interesting titles like Tommy Knockers. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, who doesn't like the name Tommy Knockers? Well, I'm so interested. <laughs> I'm interested in this Doctor <laughs> Sleep, isn't it? Because this Doctor Sleep with Ewan McGregor and. Mm. You know, it's, it's Danny when he's older, isn't it? It's got a lot to live up to, hasn't it? My God, that's a risky thing. Even if the... St- it's not even the story, it's the look of it. Yeah. Because it's so striking, the shining. I know... The, I was reading what the director said, said he's made it very different. He said, I can't do that. I can't do Kubrick. No. I can't do it. You no. know, well, you wouldn't be allowed to, to do it anymore. You're to aren't you? That's the problem. <laughs> and... and that's going to be a massive problem in that mm. film. And it, but, oh, it's not... It, but it's, and it, you know, it's set like 20-odd years later. But they said there's flashbacks of the shining in it. So what, what, are they reshooting that? Or is I don't it know, that's like... all I've read about. There's hardly anything about it. Hugh I, 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 McGregor's in it and he was he's not allowed to talk about it. It's oh, sort wow. of non-disclosure. But he said there's loads of things in it to do with it. He always said, all I can tell you, there's things from the original film. Oh, in cool. it. So yeah. is it going to be recasting? Is it, are, are they going to use the original? Well, I can't imagine that because yeah. it, the format looks so different. Well, they could, use Ke- they could use Kevin Eldon, who does a good Jack Nicholson in his face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be really... Well, that's, yeah. that's quite interesting because you remember how the set cropped up in Ready Player One. Oh, of course, well, yeah. No, you haven't saw it, have you said no? Yeah, no, I have. I saw it on the ship. Oh, yeah, look, no, it's not in the book. It's like, it's, it's amazing. That's like, it's an amazing bit, but mm. it's a really strange thing to put in a kid's film, isn't it? Isn't it just? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, like, it's just like, wow, you've totally done this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, presumably it's completely, completely CGI'd. Yeah. But it was, mm. it's so realistic. I can imagine that being used. It's like so many bits of Ready Player One, you could, you could just take the technology that they've used and the vision that's been used for that and just go somewhere else. Yeah, with yeah. It. It's, it's what makes it such a compelling film. There's an interesting thing with, uh, with um, Steven Spielberg, who turned around and, and him and 
Kubrick were friend, good friends. And uh, he showed him the shiny, and, and um, Spielberg didn't like it. <laughs> and he said, well, and he, he said, I thought, I'll just give him all the good points, of what I think. And he, and he goes, so you didn't, didn't like it? And he goes, well, the, the thing is, I just think it's too Jack. It's too, it's too Nicholson. And he goes, okay, well, you name me, in your opinion, top five actors. And he went, Cary Grant, you know. Uh, what? Spielberg's favourite act, top oh, actors, right, yeah. you know, and all these And he says, okay, he goes, uh, so where was James Cagney in mm-hmm. that, that list? <laughs> and he goes, where's James Cagney? And he said, because that's what you're missing, and that's what the film's about. It's on your document, it's on your yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, oh, And he right. says, and he goes, but what, what Spielberg found is that, like a lot of Kubrick's films, you can't just watch it once. No, you, you can't, can't just watch a Kubrick film once. In fact, I tell you a lie. The only film of Kubrick's, apart from one of his, some of not his Barry Lyndon or one. I don't know. Like always Lyndon. wide shot. I've, I've nice. never seen it. I've uh, never seen it. Do you like wide shot? I saw it at the cinema, probably at the point where I was going through a phase of having a beer or two before I went to the cinema. And what I found about that is that my recollection of those films was yeah, well yeah. down. Mm. Uh, it was only like a beer or two, but you just realised that you remember far less about it. And yeah, it's, I remember I, it being incredibly weird. No, it's not. It's an unsexy film about sex, and I, I didn't think mm. that was possible. That's what I was, what, was uh, trying to do in that film. Or? It was made that was his sex film, wasn't it? It was. Uh, the, the thing is, he was really ill when he was doing that. Yeah. That's on that film worker. You'll see him talk about that. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of problems with it. Mm. You know, what I mean, I think he was clashing with Tom Cruise. The the the, the, the actors being spoken to like shit was gone. So you couldn't order them to they won't do it because they've got agents who could walk off the film. Yeah. So and I think I think there was a lot. I, I just I don't know. It's got Nicole Kidman. I think she's like a fucking blank. <laughs> so, you, know, or, you know, she's another IKEA nightly. She, you know, I just I, I don't know. It's like I, just, I don't know. It's like I know it was his last film, and loads of great directors do poor films. So you know, mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. Fancy for a couple. I think. Genius, but his films in the last 10 years have been like terrible 20 years. 20 years, <laughs> cool. Well, we've got some shout outs to do before we uh, before we something out before I read the uh, things. So, there's a couple of people who have been regular contributors to the, the podcast over the past 10 years, and I'm gonna give them a quick read out. Bradley Shepard, who constantly sends us uh, wonderful little emails, censors, constantly censors us. Yeah, now Bradley Shepard's a very kind guy. He, he always sends us information regarding Kaleidoscope, who are those people who don't yeah, know you, about Kaleidoscope. You, you love all that, don't you? I love Kaleidoscope, a, a, a company who archives television, lost TV stuff. They, they're getting more and more well-known, and rightly so, because their work is fantastic. And Bradley always sends us, literally, he always sends it, it was this Saturday when we were eight, uh, was the their latest kind of like show and they show clips and all this kind of stuff. Oh, so do look it up and uh, it's it's you know you go there and you know it's a nice little gang of people who yeah. show these wonderful bits of TV. Lucy Brocklesby, of course, who's uh, think, well, I did wrote her a, a thing about our bottom uh, tours that he went to okay, say. So not so just your <laughs> <laughs> bottom. Uh, well, that kills me. <laughs> Lucy's got her own uh, um, website also about uh, Big Mail, which is really worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Dawes, who uh, gave us sent us some. Uh, DVDs with Peter Cushing. No, I uh, watch them regularly. They are amazing. Oh, where's amazing. Uh, what's up to our Peter Cushing Festival? We're going to be star guests. What happened to that? Oh, yes, that's still coming on. Yeah. Uh, Do you hear about that, Pete? We're going down to a Peter Cushing Festival. Well, we might so, be. Let's, not, well, let's, not, let's not give com- confirmation about that. <laughs> yeah, we are coming. 
<laughs> yeah, so we want that limo. <laughs> Mince wants the free bar. Yeah. Uh, Neil Morgan, who's uh, contributes every month to uh, to Waffle On. Thank you there, uh, fella. Yeah. Nige and Alex, I thought I'd throw them in. Please, have you saw, uh, saw Alex at the weekend. Oh, Suki Card, who I guest starred on uh, Discovery Podcast today. And uh, Thomas Meehan, and also Tommy Harris. Now, Tommy Harris sent us a, an email, which we're going to read in the next podcast. That's a great podcast. name, Tommy Harris. Tommy Harris, it's a cracking name. That sounds like old 60s yeah. name, isn't it? Now, apparently, I, I must have said something in the last podcast regarding uh, the fact we hadn't heard from Bob Kay. And I don't know if I turned around and said if anyone can send us an email of similar things they could do. He has, but I'm going to read it out in the next one. Right. Because we do have Ring. an email from Bob Kay. And as usual, I haven't... Ready? Yeah. So I do apologise. I like the uh, way you pluralised usual then because you're speaking to him. Yeah, <laughs> it's already the Rob K is, is doing the shining on me. Uh, so here we go. Rob K here. Hello, Waffles. Yeah. <laughs> How is you and Mad Dog Face Kelly? I see pictures of him and he looks more Mad Dog Face than ever. He's mad looking. <laughs> I has a new girlfriend, Waffles. <laughs> oh, oh no. She's. She. Oh, come on. She's German and has hairy legs. <laughs> and has hairy legs and hairy nipples. <laughs> I, <laughs> I liked it. She. Pro- <laughs> she, <laughs> she promised me she's not a Nazi and that is good. <laughs> And she ain't, she isn't a gypsy. Uh, <laughs> I go I goes to a castle with her. She says she likes castles waffles. It was really old, the oldest thing I ever. God, spit it out! Oh god! It was really old, the oldest thing I've ever been inside since my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> A person who I couldn't work out if (laughs) a person who I couldn't work out if they was a man or a woman who worked there was telling us about a spooky ghost who makes the castle haunted and spooky. It mainly a haunted the girls the girls toilets (laughs) and flushes the toilet when people are in there alone and opens the door when they are locked. He or she also said the ghost has no head as it had the head chopped off and that they died of no head. <laughs> it's a common cause, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think that goat is stupid, Waffles. They haunt the woman's toilets when the ghost seems to be a dirty, perverted ghost, but has no head to see any of the good bits with. <laughs> what a waste of a special power. <laughs> My girlfriend loves it and likes... <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Come on, my girlfriend loves it and likes the Willy's upper. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh god! We nearly finished. New Year Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. New Year's revolution <clears throat> is to do less wanking. <laughs> it's bad for you, and people always seem to end up having heart attacks. 
It's only funny <laughs> if you do it with a friend or your dog. <laughs> Presumably it's walking. Uh, this time of year, you always end up covered in shit as well, Waffles. Also, to drink my own piss, it's good for you. Bob <laughs> K, everybody. <laughs> oh, oh. That's a special to, mind. It's a special, special oh, brain. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, oh. thank you to Rob K for that. And uh, Tommy Cockles, Tommy Harry, sorry. We'll, uh, we'll e- read your email out um, next time. Now, competition, as we said earlier on, before uh, all that uh, yeah. jocularity. Um, we want the, com- the combined height of both myself, Kel and Pete, should we do it in inches or centimetres? What do you reckon? Yeah, we'd we hold it, mate. We'd have it in inches, would we? In inches? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, people express their height more often than not. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, in feet so and inches. In inches. Bearing in mind that uh, Pete's taller than me and I'm taller than Cap. Yep. Okay, so whoever gets the closest, we don't want it bang on, obviously. Uh, whoever's the closest wins the prize. Now, what we do have as our prize is I'm going to get the guys to sign it. So we've got scripts to go away. We've got some waffle on uh, fridge magnets, of course. We've got a few of those. We've got a copy of Polterheist, uh, the film which me and uh, Peter there turn up in. Uh, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, we also have uh, Doctor Who, um, the Day of the Doctor novel, uh, brand new as well, because I got two for Christmas. Cal, you've we got need some stuff. Lauren Hardy box set. A Lauren Hardy box set as well. Yeah. And if we've got anything else that we've got lying around, we'll probably yeah, throw that go in. Go the skip. As well. <laughs> Just like <laughs> putting it in there. <laughs> yeah. I've got a Roger Black uh, cross trainer if anybody wants. <laughs> um, so there we go. So please do send your uh, answers in to waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, or you can private message me on Facebook. Obviously, don't put it in the don't comment section because other people copy it. And uh, whoever gets the closest will uh, will win. Yeah, yeah. And we said we are going to get more back into the doing it once a month. Really. We are. We are. We it's do, just been a bit. Do apologise. Uh, one, I was quite ill. It's been uh, a bit. Uh, oh. Yeah, and uh, and we are uh, we are going to get back onto once a month. Maybe we might even do a couple of uh, extra specials. Either one of us will do those on a TV program. We've got Cal, a, we've not table, but we have got some films in mind that we're going to do. Haven't we? we are. Yes, actually. Uh, one of them I haven't even talked to you about, but I want you really involved in it. Uh, which is one of our all-time favourite films and quite personal to us both. Is it? It is. Right. We only watch it once a year. Oh. <laughs> you can say what it is. Uh. <laughs> we only watch it. Not Critch. Uh, yes, it's, it's with Null and I. It's with Null and I. Which, I can't believe we haven't done well, that. I, I, I could have sworn we'd done that and somebody says, well, I can't see it on your list. And I'm thinking, oh, crap, maybe we haven't ever done it. Why we haven't done it? Maybe it's one of the things because it's such a personal film that I thought I don't really want to mess with it. But... We are doing it. Cal, you've got, what was yeah. the one that you, you've got quite Team America World Police. Oh, it's in the, yeah. one of the greatest comedies of all time. It still makes my life out loud every time I see it. Funny, funny, funny. Yeah, so we've got a lot of good stuff. We've got a big list of work, actually, of all the stuff that we're going to do this year. Yeah. So, uh, at the end of the month, there's going to be a new waffle coming out. Uh, and uh, that's good stuff. So please do listen to Jen's uh, warblings afterwards, which tells you all about where you can find us. There'll be a treat at the end of it. it might be even another shit TV theme, you? Yeah, know, I think we can both say as well, can't we? We are very thankful for you listening. Absolutely, good lord. For 10 years. We'd still be talking like this anyway, so that we wouldn't, because this is like, like every lunchtime. It's like, imagine this, listeners. This is like every lunchtime. So, <laughs> but, but it's very nice of you to listen to. We much appreciate it. Mm. That's very good of you. And if I can also add, an, add a little note of thanks here, mm. um, yeah, I, I'm uh, as much as I'm the occasional guest host. Um, I am far more, uh, far more often a listener to the podcast. So, oh. for anybody who's been stuck in cars or on trains or on a commute, and they don't know how long their commute will be, and right. they 
want to be guaranteed that their podcast will last all the end, way to the end of the commute, <laughs> yes. even if there's snow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even if there's a Category E thunderstorm. Um, a huge thank you to Meds and to Kel for brightening oh. everybody's commutes and podcast lives. Thank you very um, much. And who would have thought that something that turns out to be something as simple as two film buffs just chatting to each other yeah. would go for 10 years. God knows how many programs and um, and attract so many listeners. So yeah. a huge thank you to the boys for keeping us entertained. Oh, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Oh, that's, that's very nice of you. Oh, yeah, a little round of applause. Eh? Yeah. Yes, I, I, I mirror exactly what everyone said. Pete, thanks very much for coming on. As usual, you're part yeah. of the Waffle family. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, we, we honestly didn't think we'd be going for 10 years, did we? I mean, we, we but this, the thing is, this is the reason why we, every mm. now and again someone said to me the other day, why, why, why did you go from doing just TV to films? I mean, well, we always said we wouldn't just do stuff for doing sake. Uh, we always said that because otherwise anyone can just read something from a, a, a website. And, and but we always said we'll talk about stuff we're passionate about. And occasionally we have done stuff that we like. Phantom Menace was a classic example, which, which I thought was good fun, actually, doing yeah, the commentary yeah. on it. Um, but of course, there's more films for us to actually choose from, which means there's more, um, you know, no, years the reality to come. Is it, like, I love TV, I love it, but when it comes to my heart's in cinema and film, mm. like yours, you know, we yeah. were brought up in that. Yeah, we're brought up in that generation of like the cinema was special to mm. so it's all the younger people now it's not so special anymore no. and it's a shame isn't it is, it? it is a shame do you know what, what, what Kevin Smith always said when he was younger he'd get dressed up to go to the cinema yeah, yeah. Like, he I said mean, now they're just in in, in a supermarket next to like a shopping arcade yeah, and yeah. you can go and get your shopping and go and watch a film watch it's a film. all changed now or isn't to, it or talk or look at your phone during a film before we go can I just ask you guys what this is just out of curiosity, I thought it might be quite nice. What was the that you remember the first film you saw at the cinema, Cal? Oh, so I it worked. No, I ain't one of these people that year. Star Wars. It wasn't. No, I'd say that I, you remember. Yeah, I'm not that, saying it definitely was. Do you know what it is? Do you know this it. is? It's really obscure. It was a double bill at the Allen Brock, and it was Hawk the Slayer and Saturn Three. Oh my gosh, that double was bill. Not when they that. used to have the double features. Yeah. Because our mum taught me because she knew I was really into watching Star Trek on the mm. TV. And it's like, oh, it's sci fi in the spirit. And that's what it was. Oh. And you watch it now, and it's not age appropriate. But when we were younger, age appropriate <laughs> was very loose. Well, there wasn't any kind no, of. No, no, your parents could take you in. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. like, do you think you'll be all right? And I was all right because yeah. I was one of them kids I could watch horror things. Did have give me like nightmares. <laughs> and ever said I'm completely fucked up. But there you go. Oh, there you go. But, um, that, yeah, what about you? Now, uh, I, this is this is from memory. Okay, it's only one or two. It's either Superman two or Octopussy. Oh, I I think somebody will have to look up what year, whichever was the earlier one out of those two. It's a long time ago. <laughs> It was. What about you, Peter? What was your first cinema experience? Are you, are you looking it up, are you? Well, I'm frantically coming back to it because I think I remember there being, and you can probably help me out with this, I remember there being a Spider-Man film. Oh, with Nicholas Hammond? Yeah. In the early 80s? Yeah. Uh, there was two. Yeah. So, 1978, 1980. Yeah, they're really bad. I've got them on videotape. Really bad. Ooh. <laughs> I'm fairly sure that, yeah, I mean, we, we, all, I think we all remember going to see various Star Wars things. I remember, yeah. I remember going to see the trilogy. Um all mm. in, all you in. Know, you know, just ju- just with enough room to grab a key or yeah. in between. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but that was that was. I think that that it was one of those 
Spider-Man yeah. movies from the from and there was more. Tell me, there was as well then. You know, even though you're a bit younger than us, but there was loads more local cinemas then, weren't there? Everyone had yeah. the locals. You remember in so- we used to have there was one in Sodil, there was one at Adcock's Green. Adcock's Green was, <laughs> there was one, one, one in Hall Green, yeah, where the, Waitrose is. That's yeah, the cinema. and it's a, sh- yeah. it's a shame that's gone, hasn't it? Yeah. Because. And it's not, it's not got nostalgia. Well, no, I think it is because I mean, it's like I, I see. I'm desperately trying to remember because I, I remember, I remember um, Octopussy so well because I also collected the Kellogg's cards that was in there. But with Superman two, because I was such a huge Superman nut, my mum and dad told me on a Saturday afternoon my brother wasn't there that we were going to the supermarket, and I was really <laughs> kicking off because I just wanted to play, you know, outside of like, oh, no, no. and and I, I couldn't understand why we were queuing mm. to get into a supermarket. I know because I was still whinging, and it wasn't until I stood there and I turned around and there was a picture of Christopher Reeve, and it's the it's the picture of him in the glass, uh-huh. uh, which I've got on the seventeen single. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it could have been Spider Man Strikes Back, although although not quite in nineteen seventy eight, but ah. um, it could it was probably one of those oh, as you right. say with with, <laughs> with with Nicholas Hammond. It probably would have been because then they used to get prints that were the same prints they'd have to fly them over, wouldn't they? Yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah, not like yeah. that, is it? So. You know, you got you know then, and when the film came in America, it was years before you but got also, to see it. Also, as well, I think that we we've us watching it at the cinema. I mean, it's like I, the other day when I watched uh, "Can You Ever Forgive Me," I actually got really excited, which I haven't been for a while. Got really, probably because Reg was in it, but I got really excited about going to the cinema, mm-hmm. about getting my seat, having my drink, and stuff like that. But also, now you know for a while that you're going to have to put up with bloody hundreds of adverts at the beginning. As before, oh, so we'd have a cartoon. You know, there was a cartoon on there before. Mm. I mean, like in our parents' days, there would have been like, you know, Flash Gordon being shown on there or a cowboy short or something like that. Or even double features. You don't really get double features now unless it's all linked to, like, you get the Marvel kind of, like... The, the yeah, Marvel they do. Does, they, do. Yeah. Well, I used to love the double feature show and I saw loads of stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. I said that whole the sound sat and free. Does he just took your kids there? And it was just all kids watching who been chopped up. Well, so do you, do you ever see... I mean, <laughs> I, I tend to go in, there's not many people at the cinema because like I don't yeah. like people. But... You know, I remember when we went and saw Transformers the movie at the Warwick Cinema in Acart Screen, and we came out pretending to be like yeah, Autobots yeah. and Decepticons. You know, do you ever get kids doing that? I mean, I'm sure you must get yeah, kids doing that. Iron Man and I all think that Marvel. Kind of like I said, I've been to some of these kids. Uh, like I said, I went and saw Captain Marvel, and there was a little girl who was like punching, a punch, oh, man, jumping around, punching. And I've got no problem with that. Yeah. That's what you should be doing. As long as you're quiet, which <laughs> she was, yeah. but she was just like punching yeah, along, she was jumping and doing that, and I thought that's good, that's yeah, good, yeah, isn't yeah. it? That, you know, you get infused as in films, but it's when people go. Well, I don't understand these people going and not watching it. If you don't want to watch it, don't go. Yeah. It's very simple. Or pay. Find that pay, they pay to get in. Yeah, and then they talk or mm. eat popcorn. Popcorn, I hate. Ah, oh, so it's uh, worst snack of the cinema. Who would pay a little bit extra to be able to take your own? Bluetooth headphones yes. to yeah. the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, okay, I, I think you'd probably just pull them out in an emergency. But if you had a decent set of Bluetooth headphones that you could link into to, yeah, the, to, to the cinema's yeah, yeah. Um, own Well you uh, could have just the plug in like you get in an airline. You could indeed, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it, it detracts from what we're saying about watching film exactly. as, as a piece of mass communication. Yeah. At, I wouldn't at, mind it as not yeah. yeah, as as well. Yeah, bit like I said, if people were chatting, but a lot of times it's like the sound as well, you mm. know, they're going to lose some of that. But if I'd rather lose some sound than have a fucking idiot in Talking front of about, me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I'm not an angry person ever, but I've only been angry in the cinema. It makes me fucking angry. Because yeah. like, I think about other people, and I was young once, mm. but, you know, <laughs> I was young back in my day. Right? And you, you, you always talk. I've got mm. no problem with people talking through the trailers. 
No. You want to make a racket, do it through the beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. but when they're doing it all the way, it's on the phone, isn't it? And you see that light. You see that light see that coming fucking up. light. Can't you understand? Well, this is, I think, Mark Amos talked about, hasn't he? Where he said that it, this, the reason for that is one, dying the projectionists, because there's no, you know, it's all digital now. And also the, the ushers. You know, they, the should, they should have people going Don't in there the going, are you talk, what are you talking yeah. No, shut up. Because okay. yeah. I've ended up telling people to shut up. Oh, I've done it outside. Don't you wonder know, then? They're going to stab me when I go outside. I'm, I'm normally a lot angry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it just makes for too much anxiety, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and for, for someone like me who suffers quite then yeah. they do everything yeah. is just ruined. Hence the reason why I, I now only go when I know there's hardly going to be. And I do agree, when, when it comes to film now, when, you, when you're watching a comedy, you find it more funny when there's people Course. laughing and joining I've, in. It's an old time and a place, yeah, isn't that? If there's like you're going to watch a police academy movie, for example, I would never have done that. But uh, we, did. we did. We did. First one, yeah, we did. But you don't mind people then because people are excited. Or like a horror film, yeah. right? Yeah. You want people screaming and being a bit because it makes up. But when you're trying to watch The Revenant, well, I did, mm. and there's two people talking to that over side to the bloody thing on a phone. No. What are you fucking doing? Oh man! It's The Revenant. Just what the fucking Revenant? Oh fuck off! <laughs> it's an easy choice, right? Go and chat to each other outside. Anyway, I get myself. Anyway, you're getting you're getting now, wish, you wish the bear from the revenant yeah, on those yeah, people, yeah. don't yeah. you? <laughs> Push the bear from the revenant into the back door of their house while they're sleeping. Well, yeah. there we go. On that, on that note. On, on that, that positive note. note. <laughs> on a love for film. Yeah. Yeah. May nobody... Yeah, yeah. Love missing. for film, hate for people. Yeah, there I we said go. it should have been called the misanthropic podcast. I always fucking said that. That could be the spin-off. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar, and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. Aura. It's too orangey for crows. It's just for me and my dog.